Bullfrog Environmental has 16 years of erosion control experience. From silt fence to construction entrances, we specialize in it all. Give us a call at 936-672-3744 or leap over and visit us on the web at bullfrogenvironmental.com. Welcome to the 590 in High School Sports Show. Here's your host, powered by Texas Podcast Media, Craig Irwin, Toby Tolis, and Trent Hart. And good evening. Welcome to the 590 Sports Show. Finally, finally, after what seems like months, we got a full crew in the house. Toby Tolis, Trent Hart in the house with us. We're... I don't know if we do we Toby, do we keep it the hot box or are we gonna change it to Boomtown? I like the hot box. I like the hot box. I think it's original and I like the hot box. I like the hot box. That's T- right. Trent, what do you think? You you haven't been in studio with us. You've, it's it's gotta remain the hot box. That's what it's been thus far. That's what it's gotta stay. That's right. I hey, agree. Well you can roll with it. Case is even calling it the hot box. <laughs> so Man, so we, we've been out. We've had guys out. And for people that don't know, is last last week we missed, totally missed out. I, technology is not my friend. And I, uh, Trent was like driving me to the technology aspect of it the last couple of weeks. And, and we were having some issues. And anyway, $500 later, here we are. That's right. You know, uh, we got, I probably spent some money I didn't need to, but. You got these fancy mics like hanging over us now. Not, yeah. We're dropping in here. We're, yeah. we're hands free. I mean, we were hands free before, but, right. but we don't have the mic rubbing on our beards. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, we're taking all of that out. It's. Yeah. It's fancy in here now. Yeah. I, it's the things that I had to do, Trent, to get Toby to be able to show back up. Well, that was kind of my last deal. I Told Craig, said, look, until we step up this game on our technology end, and I think it'd be a good storyline anyways to come back after week one of the playoffs, right? Dude, week one. So we've now moved through week one. Let's talk about yeah. week one. I mean, this is always the, the so, fun part of these things. So to- much to talk about. Toby, you weren't here. Where where did you go? What, what games so I, did you go watch? Well, I came down and watched the Palestine Westwood uh, <clears throat> in New Caney. You did that Friday night. I did that Friday night. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So well, I went over there and, and caught some of that. It wasn't the whole, it wasn't the full game that I caught. I'd been kind of under the weather sick. Yeah, and so yeah. Uh, and then I'm the weather hasn't it. been favorable with you being sick to really be out in there. That's right. And, That's right. and getting exposed because at the end of the day you got to work. That's right. And uh, so I That's get right. that. Well, so anyways, it, it was good. I got got to catch that. I was mainly really wanting to see what our district was going to do against that district. They broke the broom out. They broke the broom, yeah. So it was a clean sweep. Yeah, it was. And, uh, and, and if you go back to, what, Trent, episode three or four this year, maybe five, right. we, we kind of talked about District 9, District 10. And we're talking 3A yeah, for, we're talking for 3A, those yeah. that are listening. We're talking 3A Division One, right? And, and we were – Trent is is the brains from that side. <laughs> from that side, out of District Ten, and, and to where you and I, Toby, we follow, we gang up on him and talk about That's District right. Nine. That's right. And uh, you know, we going into that, going into the 
five district round of the playoffs, we kind of looked at it and we were thinking, you know, it could go. We knew three games. We felt real confident on where they were going to go to District 9. That's right. That fourth game, which is the four seed. Playing the one seed. Playing the one seed from District 9 or District 10, 10. excuse me. We we weren't sure how that game was going to go. But we had a feeling. Yeah. I had a feeling that if they – if they played like if they, they put did, what they put on the field against Cold Springs, which was that, yes, not the last week of district, but the week prior to, and then right. of course Cold Springs had a bye, but um, they they was impressive of what their offensive line was able to do and yeah. how they were able to play as a team what their quarterback did, and so yeah, it was uh, and of course Kirbyville getting the number one seed coming out of that district over there. Uh, yeah. Them being the number one seed in the district champions, we I just wasn't sure what they were going to do. But obviously, with them winning the district, you had to think pretty highly of them. So, right, didn't really know I think which the, way that the was matchups. Go. The matchups couldn't have worked any better as far as in favor of District Ten or I were in District Nine. Right, um, I agree. With I mean, you. it just and every every team matched everything. up on the better side of it. Man, Thursday night was horrible. Monsoon. I mean, we were at A Martin. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I'm telling you, we were, Trent, we were in the second quarter, and, I mean, you were a little bit further south from us. But midway through the second quarter, I'm calling a game, and I look down, <coughs> and, and you can look on my fa- my Facebook posts on 590 Sports. I'm, I show my I show the camera. There's a wall of water coming, around, coming across the track, like up onto the field. And you know you got, what is that, three-yard white line, four yards, right. or whatever it is. It's washed all the way up, it, and it gets right there to the edge of the field, and then it starts finally catching up right, into the right. drain. But, I mean, the the weather fade played in Shepherd's favor. Oh, absolutely. You put it on the ground like they do and play power football. Yeah. It, uh, 22 points in the first half. Yeah, and they were so far ahead yeah. that they had you, set the tone. You, you know what I mean? And it was kind of in their hands at yeah, that point. You almost give anybody a 22-point head start. Mm-hmm. It's just playing the back. clock the other end is just yeah. it's hard to come back. Trent, where'd you go Thursday night? We were at the Orangefield Woodville game. Another um, so we one of two one of two blowouts that we were able to cover this week. So Dieball got the, drew the short straw out of District Nine with with where we went, five right. nine in, you know, the podcast. Trent was down there at the Orangefield game. Right. I was at the Shepherd game. You went to the Westwood West game, Westwood. die ball, and and Friday I was in Carthage, and and we'll talk about that a little bit as well. But but let's talk talk about so the final the Shepherd final, right? What was it? Forty two twenty eight. Forty two twenty eight was the final over there, and and, uh, and the score doesn't do it justice, right? Shepherd was in control of that game the entire game. They did what they wanted at will. Preston Stevenson, the running back for Shepard, uh, I think 21 carries for 288 yards. Just a monster football game. Here, here was the most impressive part about this, guys, is he, was, he had that breakaway speed. Toby, you and I talk about that breakaway yep. speed. Kirbyville wasn't touching him. And, and I mean, and, and you've seen the Stevenson kid. I mean, he's not, he's a corn fed type kid. Right, he's right. not, not a speedster. Looking. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you're definitely not putting him in the 400. That's right. You know what I'm saying? But he was bright. He was kicking their tail in the 50. I yeah. promise you. Cause he broke two, three for 50. Yeah. They, unest- 
underestimated is the angles you needed to <laughs> yeah. take and things of that nature. Right. So it, it was a it was really a good game. Got to got to visit with Miles, uh, Coach Robinson after the game, and uh, walked out on the field. After I got packed up, we were heading there at A. Martin, and uh, he just gave me one of the biggest hugs ever. Here's the biggest storyline of all this, and I sent it to both of you guys. Right. It's the first time Shepard has ever made it out of the bi-district round of the playoffs in 11-man football. Wow. First time in school history. They've made, made it to the area round of the playoffs one time, and that was in eight-man football in Man. 1967. And then you, yeah, that's crazy. And here we are, 2023. That's awesome. I it, mean, to lead a team, to football team to that. Yes. And, and in all reality, a great football team, obviously. But coming into the year, you would not be your, hey, this is the year we're going to get past round one, right? Exactly. You're not thinking that. And that's what I think makes this this football team so special. It does. It is because they were the underdog all year long. Yep. Uh, all the way back to getting beat by Tarkington and yeah. maybe early on games. And then just to... To put on a show, yeah, for Kirbyville, Cole Springs, Huntington, towards the end, it's just it's a, it's remarkable, and it's definitely going to be a memorable year that that, that football team will remember yeah. for a long time. Those kids. When we talk about, go ahead. We talk about getting hot at the right time, right? Right. All the time, you know, getting hot at the right time, especially when it comes to baseball time. But it's it's just as important in football if that machine is is starting to be so well oiled. And everybody's gelling so well on a football team going into the playoffs. It any team's going to be hard to beat. Period. No, I agree. And, and yeah. Shepherd is that team right now. Right. You know, right. Uh, right now it is. And, and the, I mean, they are just absolutely they're playing now. The downfall of that in the third quarter, uh, Dillinger, their quarterback, um, got his ankle rolled up on. And uh, he went out midway, mid to the late third quarter. They brought their backup quarterback in. Offense didn't do a whole bunch, which you've seen that Dillinger kid. He's he's really athletic, just a sophomore. Um, Kind of, I hate to throw him in that category with HD Green as of right now, which come out of Shepard. But athletically, I guess they're pretty close. And I think that he's going to be real comparable at the end of the day with HD right. with the type offense of what Shepard runs, right? They they run a little bit out of the gun, a lot under the center. They may run a power eye, they run a wing tee. They, they're going to throw a lot of different formations in there. And, and Trent, I'm telling you this because I know where you're going to be Friday night, same place <laughs> I'm going to be. So it's something that you're going to look at, uh, have to look at. Now, I, I'm going to reach out to Coach Robinson Wednesday and uh, get an injury report and all that good stuff. So it's going to be interesting to uh, kind of see right. see what's going well, on. Well, what's there. so impressive about it, and I've had, you know, not one, actually several different people that would ask me, you know, when your scoreboard watching, mm-hmm. how do they get beat like they got beat by Tarkington? but then turn around and beat Cold Springs and beat Kirbyville the same way. I'm going to tell you, well. And so, and, and no, I mean, it's, it's, it, everybody is almost like there's, they had to have some people out and they got some people back at the right time. Well, and I don't know that obviously, but I know after the, the, the game against Cold Springs, I felt they could have lined up the following night and the same results would have happened. Well, I'm going to say this and I've seen Shepard play in two games and, and, this is my honest opinion that 
that coaching staff and Trent, I said this a couple weeks ago, me and you talked about it. Toby, Toby hasn't showed up in the hot box since Shepard beat Cold Spring. I've been I, just down and out. He's, no, no. He's, <laughs> you mentioned that last week that he's been a little, little, little. Uh, <laughs> took a while to get over. No, I've been just there. under the weather and just yeah, life in general has been busy. Look, I, no, I, we, we I, joke about that. I, I'd be under the weather too if my pickums were as bad as what his you were got that, that week. Right. But I, 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 I firmly believe this, and we talked about this. Kind of goes with the realignment and stuff. But you got a group of coaches that have. Been there in Shepherd. You don't have a high turnover rate in coaches, right? Coach Robinson retains the majority of his coaches. They have that consistency, right? From the junior high program up through the up into the high school program. You have that consistency of seeing the same coaches year in and year out, telling you the same thing. These kids buy into the program, mm-hmm. right? And and I feel like that every player that wears that Shepherd blue and white and gray, whenever they walk on the field, if them coaches told them to go pull that goalpost up out of the ground, they're going to go do it, and they're going to do it successfully. And it's just – it's about them coaches working with those kids, teaching them kids to believe in their self, to play as a team. There's not one standout athlete on that football team. There's 11 on each side of the ball on that football team, and I feel like that that's the key to their success. And it's finally they started gaining some traction. You know, it just took a little bit of time. They right. were in they were in low gear. And, well, I think one of the big things that I, that I saw, Craig, with them, and not just this year, you know, the last two or three years of watching them, that what Miles does a really good job of is I feel like he he can – he looks at a team and he finds their weak spots. Okay, and he really tries to exploit those weak spots. And as much as I've said it on this podcast, you know, Ben's that we followed Cold Spring so much, I, I felt like our defense was a very good athletic defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, when you break it down and you start going position to position and you try to find out where they're weak at and what you can do by double teaming this, that, and other. And I feel like Shepard, what they've done, and they did the same thing to Kirbyville, is they just monstered you up front. And they were able to you know, run a dive, 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 and then a quarterback keeper, right. you know, and things of that nature. But they're at the, what they're doing is they're getting so much leverage on the first three or four yards off of the ball. Their center was very good. If you watch him, he yep. does a lot of good things with his hands and things. So this week coming up with Franklin, it wouldn't surprise me if they put up a good fight. I, and so, I'm being serious. And, and I agree with you on that. And, and it's a matter of health, right? That's a big factor. That, that's going to be a huge It factor. doesn't help at all when you lose a couple of your key players, but – um, it, it, I don't expect it to be, you know, just a massive blowout. I, I feel like it could be a very good game. It wouldn't shock me. It wouldn't shock me. Either. Uh, but let's, let's, before we get off on that one, let's, Trent, you were, you were at that Orangefield <laughs> game Thursday night as, uh, you and I didn't double tip, but we were, we worked overtime this week. You know, normally it's, unless you're Joe Buck and you go do a baseball and a football game. Switch back and forth. Yeah, right. and stuff. But well, I mean, you just have to have a broadcast team as good as Anawag Sports Live has, and you're able to do those Thursday and Friday night games back-to-back. That's just the way it goes. I tell you, I heard Terry turned in her two-week notice after uh, getting soaked last week. <laughs> <laughs> she might she might do out. it i mean she I'm was out. uh she was miserable thursday night i mean it was a it wasn't a hard rain it wasn't the monsoon like you had up there for a little bit but it was steady and it started to get chilly uh so she was on top we were on the visitor's side there in uh in lumberton and uh you know that's an older press box 
she's up there by herself and, and getting kind of soaked and the rain coming down. And so she was kind of miserable while uh, Alex and I were on the inside calling a blowout of a game. They had their heater going, keeping their feet warm, yeah. their hands warm. <laughs> I know him and Alex. So, I mean, that, that game uh, ended up being, you know, all Woodville. Woodville really came out and showed how athletic they are, how, you know, really – speedy they are and like you said to me before that game they how they swarm to the ball on defense and shut teams down and that's exactly what they did to orangefield slot t um they read the plays excellently uh they won the battle in the trenches and then in turn won the battle uh when it came to just putting up points i mean the final over there 51 to 7 woodville and uh you know, Woodville's another team right now I feel like is on a roll and that they might be a dark horse, uh, but they're going to have their hands full with the number one team in the state this week. Well, if you go back and look at their pre-district, yeah. we talk about yep. this a couple of times. To schedule. They are prepared for that, and that's why I, I think it always pays off to have a very tough pre-district to prepare you for those second and third and fourth round playoff teams. So. Yeah. You're right. I mean, if you could peak at the right time and, you know, you, your kids know you've been in that situation, uh, it, it's, yeah, it's going to be interesting watching them. No, it is. Woodville's going to be that team, I feel like, that you that you got to kind of follow. And, you know, SETX does a good job covering in Woodville. So, uh, Trent and I, Friday night, we're going to be at Yates over there in Willis uh, doing the game. But Willis is that team – that while you're listening to myself or Trent or whoever going doing a game, you got that game going too, mm-hmm. right? And and you can go to SETX.com and, and, and scroll through their high school sports forums, and, and, and those guys do a great job covering the broadcasts and stuff over there. And, and then Trent's going to be doing the NFHS uh, broadcast there at Anahuac Sports Live. And then, of course, I'm, I got at least another week on 102.3 The Eagle out of Livingston, Texas, uh, broadcasting football games. And then we'll kind of see where things go from there, maybe just uh, jumping in a truck and going to a lot of football games uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. But uh, all all four of the teams out of District 9-3A put up over 35 points in a game. Right. right? And, uh, you know, Dieball defeated Puna Friday night. Uh, 48-20 was the final in that one. And, and, and Toby, you went out and watched Westwood and East Chambers there at Randall Reed in New Caney. Yep. Is it Randall Reed or Texan Drive? Um, I believe Randall Reed. Randall Reed. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Thirty-five fourteen final there. What was that yeah. game like? Man, they just had their way with them. Uh, you know, just went their way, and you know, early on at half, I mean, it was it was still a ball game, but the third and fourth quarter, they just kind of walked away from them. And, of, and we knew all along, West, yeah, Westwood's got some athletes. They're fast. Yes. And uh, it was one of those weather deals, you know, had some rain, but it was mainly windy. Yeah. A little damp kind of feeling type deal. But so, they just, to me, they were just better. You know, East Chambers was kind of one-dimensional. Right. You know, and I think it kind of come back to get them. But. So I brought something up last week in the podcast that, that we ended up not airing. And, and I'm glad you're here. Right, to to bring this trend. I think you know where I'm going. Mm-hmm. Is two weeks ago, you and I went to the Jasper Sealsby game. And uh, Trent, he had his game Thursday night there in Tarkington and stuff. And, and 
So we watched that Jasper Silsby game and, and very dominant 4A Division two level, right? Absolutely. And, and and two of the best teams that are that are in the state. And, and you look at some of the other te- other games that we've watched and paid attention to, and, and the amount of kids at the 4A level and up that are playing on both sides of the ball. And, and these these are teams and. and that Jasper Sealsby game, it was standing room only in that joint. It was playoff atmosphere. Yeah. It, it, and me, you, and your boys went. It was a little cold. I was worried it was a little <laughs> cold for Case to go. <laughs> but uh, we went down there that game, and, and uh, it, it was a great football game. Great football game. I mean, overtime, 21-20 final. In, in overtime, couldn't ask for anything more yeah, than what the, that was. It was a very, very good defensive side. Yeah. Both, both teams very – I mean – Silsby obviously throws the ball very well and has a very speedy, speedy back. Right. So they do some things good. Jasper, on the other hand, was a little more one-dimensional. They ran the Wildcat yep. primarily is what they And was successful. Set. Yeah. Yeah. So they pretty much, the last part of that game into overtime, they ditched their regular offense and you knew who was getting the ball. Yeah. And so, and it come down to inches and they got stopped short inches of the deal. And they really didn't take on that back head up. They basically cutting, and when you take your feet out from underneath, he fell short of the it's hard, goal line. It's hard to run with uh, no legs. But here's my deal. Here's where I'm going with this. We we sit there and watch that game, the amount of athletes that play both sides of the ball. Oh, absolutely. I, I think what you what you got over there, or at least in those coaching style, they're going to yep. play the best, and they're going to make you beat them with the best. But And, and if that requires the running back jumping over and, hey, you need to cover the deep ball here, we can't get beat on this. Right. That's what you're going to do. Now, I don't know if they did that year-round, you know. But I know during that game, uh, it was important for both teams to get that win or they wanted for bragging rights, right? So And so they put it all out there. So my point to it is, and, and me and Trent started talking about it, is, you know, we've noticed at the 3A level, we watch a lot of those football games. And it, not just Cold Spring, not just Anawak, right? Right. We, we notice a lot at the 3A level where they're putting 11 on offense and 11 on defense, you don't have those guys playing both ways, right? And it's like, why? Why aren't you putting your the best material you have on the field, whether it's on the offensive side of the ball, the defensive side of the ball? Look, I get right. you want to give some kids some breaks and an opportunity to have a breather. You know, Cole Spring, Luke Monroe, he, he plays – Every snap, right? Well, you know, a lot of it, but, when you go back and look at like 7th and 8th grade football, yeah. most of the time you're playing both ways, right? Yeah. Most of the time you're, you're, you're going to take four of your good athlete kids, athletic kids out of that class, and that junior high coach is going to play both ways. Right. You know, get the most out of it. And what happens is I think you get into the high school ball, get into the varsity ball, and, and typically you want one athlete to really concentrate on his job playing one position, Right. And I think it depends on the coaching style. You know, some believe in, hey, let's put it all out there. Let's do this. Let's do that. And then some's a little more like, no, you know, I don't want to take from this coach. He may get upset, you know, that kind of thing. Right. I really think it's just a, a, it's a preference. And, you know, a defense coordinator, offense coordinator, and then you have a head coach, and somebody's got to okay it, you know, and say, hey, this is what we're going to do, and this is, you know. But yeah, I, I like to see. I, I'm more of a put everything out there. That's me. It seems like it seems like more these days. That's becoming the normal. Like the and a prime example of this is you know back when 3A used to be 2A, 
2A used to be 1A, it was common to see kids, more kids, play both ways within the last, what, decade, maybe a little bit more. Um, you've seen less and less of that. And like you said, Craig, you're seeing more of, uh, you know, six, seven, eight, or even up to 11 kids playing just the defensive side or just the offensive side. And another prime example of it was, you know, Anawak's middle linebacker ended up making all district great athlete, uh, you know, flew all over the field <coughs> the very last game against Tarkington. Uh, they all of a sudden had him lined up in the, the tight end position, which he never played all year long. And, uh, you know, had him out there blocking and, and, and doing things and even doing some end rounds, uh, which was great utilization of, of, a, of a good athlete, right? Yeah. So there, there's no re- there's no reason, you know, and we're not saying playing them every down, but get them involved, right? Get these get these better athletes that are primarily defense or even primarily offense, get them involved on, on the other side of the ball uh, a little bit more than you already have. Well, we had some we had some situations, right, that I looked at offensively, reverting back to Cold Spring, right? Whenever you put a quarterback in in the shotgun position and you got your best athlete on one side of the ball and he is he's a lone wideout that you have over there. Then you have a fullback and a tight end that's wide left, right? And so in my opinion is is you're not you know who's you're, not getting the ball. Yeah, you're it's not pretty, fooling yeah, that defense. Not you're still going to leave your free safety over the top, cheating over to that one side where where that best athlete is. You're not putting extra legs out there to 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 maybe make. Hey, who are they going to go to? And or saying, hey, look, they're going to double cover eight. So we're going to check down and we're going to throw to 13. And, and I'm just throwing general numbers out there. Right. But you follow where I'm at. Well, I think your argument on this whole deal is, and what we're mainly talking about is, is obviously your athletic kids are going to be your wide receivers, your your running backs, your tailbacks, right. your DBs. And then you may kind of go into your linebackers and strong safeties and things right. of that nature. But what we're what your argument is into this deal is if you're going to go, let's just say if it's the third week of the season versus the sixth week, ten, it don't matter what week it is. You need to have packages where your best guys are on the field. 100. And if that, if your free safety is all over the field and he's getting picks and your cornerback's getting picks and he's coming up and hitting, and that same kid you watched in seventh and eighth grade run up and down the field at the running back position, but then all of a sudden you're in the third and fourth, fifth week of a regular season game, and you're running a fullback and a tight end out wide that's not going to get the ball. And if he does, the defense is probably not real well, you know what I mean, yeah. to, for, to allow that. You're you playing know, a Huntington. Yeah, right? I mean, it's just like – and so I think what we're saying is, and it goes back to the playing both ways. Yeah. It's like don't hide it like Anawak did to the very last and put your, you know, your good linebacker, you know, a tight right. end or vice versa, whatever it may be. Play that kid throughout the year. Let it see on film, man. We're going to do this. These are packages that we're going to run at you. You've got yeah. a lot to prepare for, right? Yeah, most definitely. They're, and don't make, you know, let it be known. I mean, as long as, you know, we had, you know, one of our star athletes the last three years, everybody knew he was the go-to guy. It yeah. was a given. You know what I mean? It didn't go back and look at the last three years, right? Right. Uh, at the same time, last year and the year before, we had athletes that were just as good as he was yep. as far as, athlete, you know, run, jump, 
you know, catch yeah, most that kind definitely. of thing. But never saw that opportunity to run that both ways. Right, right. right. And so that's kind of – I mean, you see it at Colorado with the yeah. receiver. I mean, he's a receiver and he's a cornerback. You don't see that at the college level, much less. I mean, you just yeah. don't see that. So what you what you start seeing the same thing in Jasper, we saw that happen. I mean, it was they were running on both ways. Yeah. I mean, it was heck the good receiver that's going A and M. He's at receiver. Next thing you know, he's over on the defense side of the ball. Yeah, no. I mean, am I right? He decommitted A and M. Well, I understand that, yeah, but what but, I'm saying yeah, is, yeah, no, you're right. You, he was you, on you got both this star athlete that's got snap. this bright future. Yes, and you're running him both ways. I mean, not. Probably year round running running his tires off the tread. You know, I right. get that. I wouldn't do that to a kid. But at the end of the day, in I, those think two it, games, I, I think I think good coaches you. is what I'm saying is they identify the weak spots of the team that they're going to play and they exploit that. Right. I guarantee you that number one for I believe one or four for Sealsby, he played both sides of the ball against Jasper, Hampshire, Fournette, and West Orange Stark. Those three games, Absolutely. which are the big three, yep. right out of that district. He played both sides of the ball. That's right. I tell you what, we're going to take a quick break here on the Five Nine Sports Show. We got a we got a lot more we're going to jump into. We've been a half hour into this deal. We're going to hear a word from a couple of our sponsors, Randy's Rubs, Bullfrog Environmental. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to talk about some area round playoff games that are coming up, and then before we get there, we're going to talk about the Livingston Lions, their matchup against Kilgore and uh, Trent's game from Friday night. We'll talk about it a little bit. So uh, we've got a lot more coming up on the 599 Sports Show. Stay tuned. Howdy, folks. Randy here. At Randy's Rubs, it is our mission to bring you a variety of mouthwatering seasonings that are sure to make the ordinary extraordinary, to make the impossible possible. Creating memories with friends and family is what is most important to us, and we hope to be the cornerstone of your meals, making memories with the ones you love most. As all of you continue on your fall sports journey, Randy's Rubs wishes each of you an incredible season, and may each of you be an All-American. Go check us out on Amazon or at randysrubs.com. It don't suck, y'all. Do you have a dream of sitting around and talking about whatever's on your mind? Well, we're here to make that a reality here at Texas Podcast Media. We here are, we are here to make your dream a reality. Come in, set up in our studio. We record, we edit, we do all the work. And we upload it to all the feeds, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play. We do it all. Let us be your home for your podcasting. For more information, email us at info at texaspodcastmedia.com. Welcome back to the 590 Sports Show. Craig Irwin, Toby Tullis, Trent Hart in the hot box at Texas Podcast Media. Sitting up here talking, uh, talking Texas high school football. Football playoff time. It, it's not going to be long. We're going to start talking about basketball. Mm-hmm. So uh, we have to. I mean, absolutely. We got to keep this podcast going. Look, I, I, I thought about this <laughs> some time ago, right? And and we got to keep this show going. And, and well, sure, we're gaining so much track traction. We're well over a thousand downloads now. Right. And, and on through RSS and stuff. And then we got another thousand or so on Apple as well. Apple just, once we went Apple. That helped a bunch. Yeah. The fruits of our labor. Yeah. Apple. But so it, it, it is, it's gaining traction. So we, we're rolling to basketball. We'll talk, we'll talk some basketball. Um, Toby and I love going to high school Absolutely. basketball games. We, we, that atmosphere, 
we talked about Trent, and you can remember this. We talked about it here a few weeks ago when Toby was here before. That uh, that <laughs> the atmosphere of going to these stadiums and and you know high school football and setting up and 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 just being in that environment. Well, you get that environment at, at most of these high school basketball games. It, it's loud in that gym. I can remember taking Emery when she was just a baby. I mean, she's 10 now. But uh, she would sleep through a high school basketball game as a baby. We'd set her up, have her little spot, and then bleachers, she'd lay down. And, I mean, she would sleep through a whole game. You know yeah. you know how wild Cold Spring yeah, is. Yeah. You know? uh, so we would carry her to those games and uh, stuff. So – uh, we we love some we love going and watching some high school basketball. I'm not a broadcaster for high school basketball. You do Robert Howell. Yeah, you got to be good at that. Robert and Bryce do for 1023 the Eagle. They do they yeah, do they the basketball. And, and and Robert is legit good. He may he may be broadcast he may come be my color commentator Friday night. Oh, okay. At Yates, we'll see how that plays out, yeah, but yeah. but that's that's where. Well, we're I don't going. want to be talking. We don't want to be talking over y'all too now. Friday night, we're gonna put you in the fizzers box over there. We're gonna put you over that's, there. That would be that would be my luck because that's you know that's where uh, apparently uh, Lumberton likes to put me. Right. So exactly. So Friday night, I went. I took a road trip uh, up to Carthage. And uh, did the Livingston Lion Kilgore game? Not the game. It was really the game I expected to get from Livingston, honestly, uh, with the injuries and stuff that they had. Um, and two, playing the number three teams in the state, Carth- uh, Kilgore Bulldogs. Uh, kind of expected that. What I seen on the field. And you know, here's the deal about Kilgore. There wasn't that one standout breakout athlete. It was kind of like that shepherd team where, where they just play as one, right? right? They, they just really sharp. And, and I'm going to say this, I'm going to go on a limb and say it. They're going to be a contender for a state title in, in four, a division one. Whoa. I'm just I'm telling glad you. you went out on a limb on that. I, I'm just telling you, yeah, I'm going out on a limb and, and saying that. And I'm not going on that limb. I'm hearing you out though. Th- th- <laughs> who who do you think who do you think is gonna is gonna be in that top spot for a division? One? I'm not I'm not ready to say that yet, but give me three options. I like the El Campo and Chapel Hill. Uh, I like the Decatur. Kilgore's already beat Chapel. Hill. <clears throat> Decatur's good. Uh, kind of these guys over here on the left. I'm not real sure with Randall and some of them, but. Yeah, I I think no, I think Brown I think Brown Lions win Region One. That's just me, but they're gonna get they're gonna get eliminated after that. Um, dropping down, and guys, we're talking four A Division One. Right. Uh, yes, China we are Springs. talking four A Division One. Yeah. China Spring is a very good football team. Stephenville's uh, good. Stephenville is good. Also, um, Anna's still in it. So I mean, there's there's a lot of good football teams in it. It's gonna be it's going to be really, really tight, right? Coming down to the, south. especially those regional final games. It's going to be interesting. It's yep. going to be fun. And, and Kilgore has Bay City this week, right? So uh, I think Kilgore is going to kind of roll through that. And, yep. and Needville's another one. Needville's. 
I think Needville's peaking. Yeah, but here's the deal is when Livingston was healthy, Livingston played with Needville. I know, but I'm just, I know some people out there. I'm, that's what I'm yeah. hearing. Well, we're, we're going to see what happens. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, playoff football, you know how it is. It's you, you about never catching know. a roll. I mean, who would have thought Shepard was going to beat Kirby that's, right. that's right. Right, really that's right. and truly. Who so. thinks that they're going to beat Franklin? Yeah. I mean, there you I go. Mean, I mean, it's just, it's kind of the same deal. You know, the interesting story, and, and I told you, I think I told you this, Toby, is I was talking to Miles and uh, the official, Coach Robinson. Yeah. And uh, he told me that a couple months ago, some close friends of theirs, they're planning a trip this weekend to go to Mexico or somewhere for James's 40th right. birthday, right? And Miles told him, he said, man, he said, I, he said, I, I can't, I have to we can't commit. That right. Yeah, because yeah. that what if situation, if right. we were to make the playoffs, we could potentially be playing. And I don't want to book that trip and have to back out. You know, that that's not right to y'all, you know, and, and stuff. So, he didn't book the trip, and uh, it's a good thing he didn't because right. he's going to be making – it's a home game for him is for where he lives. It's 10 minutes from his house. Real close. Yeah. <laughs> so – but uh, but anyway, it's pretty kind of a cool story getting to visit – really visit with Coach Robinson after the game and, and seeing him just almost in tears, just excited and proud of his kids, you know, getting that big win. But uh, <coughs> So I went down there to, to that game. Uh, did that game and and it it was just nothing short of nothing. Uh, it was neat being able to go to Carthage Stadium. It wasn't what I expected, right? Um, I was expecting. I I didn't Google it or anything like that. So, um, it's what like did you a, think about their practice facility, man? So with where you come in on one end of the stadium and and kind of get in there and it's kind of laid out a lot like Henderson is, mm-hmm. and I've I've told you about Henderson Stadium. So you kind of slip in there. So the practice stadium is is back behind the scoreboard on the other end zone. So it's like you couldn't even go see any of that, right? It's it's in the dark with the lights on. There's it wasn't lit up back there. I knew where it was because it was daylight when we got there, right. you know. But so I didn't get to go back there and check all that out. But I was surprised with the stadium aspect, right? Mm-hmm. And and you're thinking the grounds around the actual stadium yeah. would be a little more lavish. Right. So and, and I thought press box was going to be a little bit now we had our own room, had plenty of room, a lot of elbow room, Brian Besh and I did. Right. And uh so it was nice being able to call there. And uh so they had us, they had the coaches next to us, they had the media to the right of us in their own little room. But it the where we were at was separated off from the main press box that was built there originally. It's like, they just kind of added on, but they kept everything separate. Right. And then they had the same setup for the home team on the other end of the press box. Right. right? And, and it's a little video narrow hallway. The best thing that they had was their, uh, chicken express. They had, that's what, uh, catered the press box meal. And they had a bathroom up there. So kept you, from right. having, to having to go down, go down right and fight the crowd and all that good stuff. So, well, maybe they should just, I mean, win a couple more state championships and they might get the support of the community to do a little more lavish detail around their stadium. Right. You know, so just a couple more. So here's the deal. This is the biggest conflict that I found whenever I was sitting there looking at the stadium is, is they had every year that they won the state title, you know, on each corner the same year, you know? Right. And I'm like, they got room for one more where they, the biggest th- problem that I see is where are they going to put the next one? I know where they're going to put the next one, but the one after that. Oh, they'll figure it out. Oh, I figure they will. Probably Imagine start lining the back year. of the end zones or something. That's right. Trent, where'd you go Friday? 
Uh, well, another blowout game. It was the Hampshire Finette Longhorns, uh, you know, taking on the Royal Falcons. And I, I tell you what, uh, I told you this Friday night when as we were coming home how impressed I was with the Hampshire Finette Longhorns because that's the first time I've seen them in person. I've seen some film on them, but uh, actually watching them in person and seeing them put on a show. They're well I mean, polished on a show. Time. Oh, they are. And it's not just well polished on one side of the ball or on the other or at one skill position versus another skill position. They're very well rounded. Um, but, uh, I mean, they just they took care of the Falcons with with ease. Um, they didn't make any mistakes. Uh, they weren't, you know, flying around the field, making bonehead errors and getting personal fouls here and there. Uh, I think their penalty yardage was like under 20 yards or something like that. Um but, uh, you know, the, the highlight of that football game was watching their junior running back, Chris Augustine. And this kid really, I mean, just busted out. Uh, he had 13 carries, 267 yards, and five touchdowns. And then he had a reception for 32 yards that also went for a touchdown. So the kid had six touchdowns on the night and a little over 300 yards all-purpose. So, I That's mean, what a – numbers. Yeah, yeah, huge, huge numbers, right? I mean, you're talking about like six man numbers, kind of like the the rushing numbers that that came out of the Shepherd game, yeah, uh, that night too. So, but uh, the Hampshire Finette Longhorns, I mean, they're they're a really, really good team, and we've talked about that district all year long, right? And how strong it is with them and Silsby, uh, West Orange, Stark, and Jasper, three of the four still in it. Uh, we'll talk about those games coming up here in a little bit too, but. Uh, you know, Hampshire Finette, they're going to have a rematch of uh, last year's Thanksgiving week game against the Quarrel Gobblers uh, coming coming this Friday. I wish, or no, it's actually is it Thursday. No, it's Friday. Um, I wish that we would have been able to cover that game too because uh, that's probably the game of the week as far as uh, the playoff uh, playoffs go this uh, this round anyway. No, I agree with you. Um, <clears throat> Hampshire Finette, Toby, you and I got to see them a few weeks. Yeah, you know, Hampshire Finette. Midway through the season. Yeah, yeah. We And we, Cold Spring, got to play them early on, and uh, they threw the ball around very well. I I think in the landscape of things, I think they're a Lumberton last year is what yeah. I think. To give them the run all the way there, they didn't do enough in their district to, for me to do that, obviously. And you're right, it's going to be a rematch. They're going to have their hands full with Cuero. Uh, this week, but if they get by that, they're most likely will draw Jasper. Yeah, the same matchup again that they had in their district. But that's kind of my thinking and down on that part of the bracket. But if you move on up, uh, that Belleville and Madisonville game is going to be a good one. And I think that well, I, I texted you guys and, earlier, and, and I Belleville said, beat West Orange last week, forty nine seven. Yeah, they beat West Orange pretty good. If I I, I text y'all, I said going out on a limb, I think Belleville is going to win it all this year. Yeah. And uh, I don't think that's too far-fetched. I mean, they've been right there each year. But I think that they, the way they rolled over West Orange, uh, nobody in that district rolled over West Orange like they just got done doing. And Madisonville, we've talked big about Madisonville. Madisonville's a very good football team. Uh, they won big over LaGrange uh, last week. And uh, I, I think that I think it's going to be a great matchup. And that's the game I'm going to watch is the Belleville and Madisonville. Uh, and then, of course, you know, the winner of that's going to get, you know, Silsby or Gatesville. And uh, I look for Silsby to win that one, not by a large margin, but right. I feel like they should win that one. So, 
Belleville has Massaville this week. That's right. Where's that game at? That's in spring. At Legacy. All right. What is it at? Memorial Stadium, Klein. Klein Memorial. Okay. Yeah, Klein Memorial. That's going to be the big stadium the big, there in Klein yeah, the ISD. Yeah. yeah. Um, that so, game, yeah. what not, What day is that? That's Friday. Ah, oh, I ain't going to be able to go <laughs> On to that. Friday. I'll be, I'll be at Yates. Not a, you not a whole lot of Thursday games this, this I'm, You'll be texting me. I'll be texting you because. You going to do a sideline report? You want me to set you up? You can, might have to do that. Yeah. Yeah, I might have to do that. Put him on the air. Send Yeah, send somebody down the, the video. Because me and Trent are going to be side by side. Like, he's got his <laughs> But I like, I, I really enjoy this, this 4A Division two. It's a lot of fun. That's a lot of fun. It's a lot of good football. I mean, even if you go on the other side of the bracket over there and uh, look at that, you know, Graham, Sweetwater. I mean, all those are Glen Rose. I mean, yeah. you're talking teams that year after year uh, – so let's run down. Gilmore, Carthage. I mean, it, it's just as that gets closer to championship, the last four, that's going to be some good games. Really good football that, games. I mean, just on our side, you know, we're big on, you know, the, the region Bellevilles three. and, and yeah. yeah, the Hampshire Fernets and all that. But, man, even on, on the other side, you have a lot of household names that are there year after year. You really do. You, you're looking for them to clash, and it's going to go down the same thing, you know, as the Houston area. Right. You know, along with Golden Triangle, how are they going to represent with West Texas and out that way, Central Texas stuff? Yeah. So that'll be interesting. No, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, and, of course, so so the folks that are listening, if you, if you don't understand how the brackets work, right, the state of Texas is broke down into four regions, right, one, two, three, and four. And, and we're over in region three, and it's what we really follow a lot of. And uh, so you got – so what will happen is, is as it narrows down, you'll have Region 3 play Region 4. You'll have your area finals, your regional finals, right? And then you'll go to the state semifinals and then to the state championship. So Region 3 and Region 4 will end up playing each other, right? Am I correct on that, looking at it? Yes. Uh, so <coughs> you'll have those – those two play, and then you'll bring the winner of Region 1, Region 2 in, in the state semifinals, and then you'll go into the state championship, which will be in Dallas mm-hmm. the mid-December. So a lot of there's a lot of good games throughout the state, but as Toby's saying, I feel like this 4A Division 2 is probably your best cal- all-around caliber of football. Absolutely. Right. I mean, you got your big six A's, you got your DeSotos, you got your Duncanvilles, you got your North Shores, you got Katie in the Woodlands, where you're looking. And you feels get a like lot of watching. depth. Yeah, you have a lot of depth at yeah. those at those levels. Here, you, it goes back to what you got yeah. guys playing both, both ways. ways. Yeah, you know, and, and that's what makes the four A division too. And you still, and a lot, you know, of course, a lot of these towns are, are out by themselves. Yes. So you still have that. Everybody shuts down. They go to the game. You know, that kind of thing. You don't have as much of the big city stuff. A lot of your 6A and stuff, I mean, you have, you know, like at one point, Katie was separate from Houston. Now it's all one. And then that kind of strolls in. So, I don't know. I just. Trent, click over that 4A Division 1. There we go. Oh, that's 3A. Yeah. 2A. We're going we're going to cover right 4A there. real quick yeah, in, in the re, in, yeah, in, in region 3. Uh so jumping into 4A division 1. You got Kilgore Bay City, uh Kilgore with their win over Livingston 49 to 8. Uh then you have Lumberton and Needville, which I think is going to be a really good game. And uh I think I think it's going to be 
a very low sc- low scoring game overall, right? And it's going to be like a 14-7, 21-14 type football game. You're not going to have that that big blowout, right? right? It, that you normally see the one seed, the four seed that we didn't see between Shepard and Kirbyville. That was the other other way around. Right. But I think whenever you get to this round of the playoffs. Well, this is where the cream rises. Yes. I mean, just like Hampshire Vanette, look who they played first round. They're not going to beat round two, 57 to whatever no, they want. It's just no, gonna it's going to be a, a more realistic yeah, football so you, game. At, at round two is where you start getting, you know, and then, of course, round yeah. three, you know, that's playing on Thanksgiving weekend. That's a big deal. That's You've yeah. done something to get there, That's right? like getting your belly full Thursday yeah, yeah. And, and you're packing. That's when you start getting some luck involved. You know, to make that run to that state championship, I truly believe it takes good football team and, and you know, the depth and, and yes. injuries got to be good and got to go for you, but it takes luck too. Yeah. And uh, and and usually around three, you'll start getting one of those, man, we, we ease by that one, you know what I mean? Right. That type deal. Right. So so that's on the top side of Region 3, the, the Lumberton-Neville game. Uh, that where's that game at? That's going to be at Legacy, uh, right there in Katy. Then you drop that down. one's on Thursday, and I, that was one of the few Thursday games I, I put in for that game too, and unfortunately didn't get it. Uh, but I've got man, I've I've got Lumberton uh, edging that one out. You said it's going to be a close, and I agree with that. I, I uh, think well, I think it's going to be like a twenty-one fourteen type football game. Yeah, I, I yeah. think I think Needville's going to win that game, but that's just my opinion. Well. And that's the beauty of putting three of us together in here and doing this. Right. Dropping down on the bottom side of the the bracket, El Campo and Chapel Hill. Uh, I think Chapel Hill is going to go through and roll. My my friends over there at uh, Northeast Texas Sports, they'll have that game uh, online. You'll be able to stream it. Be a good old Brent Sweeney and them. They do a good job. They got an app out. Y'all ought to download it and uh, kind of play around with it. good, though. Yeah. So Chapel Hill coming off of off a win against Little Cypress, thirty five seven, and then El Campo coming off of off of a forty two fourteen win over who is that Wharton? Yeah, I think it's Wharton. Yeah, Worthing, Worthing. So and then dropping down on the bottom side of that, you got Iowa Colony and Lindale. Uh, Iowa Colony got shut out. Houston Fur thirty seven to nothing. And then Lindale played Vider, and uh, that was more of a football game. Forty nine twenty eight was the final there as. Uh, completed that deal so iowa colony and lindell that game is going to be at green stadium merle green stadium that's in brian yeah over there in brian so uh be a be a fun game there in 4a division one there's a there's a lot of good games i'm trying to just stay relevant to region three right now through this podcast next week we're gonna we're gonna probably branch out and talk about everything right because we're getting down to i mean thanksgiving week all the good stuff so uh, jump up into 5a division two and then we're going to – we'll work up to 6A and then stroll backwards to the 3A and the 2A as uh, we want to talk about Love Lady playing Hicko coming up. Uh, Hico. W- Hico, Hicko. Yeah. It, it depends. Yeah. Hey, here's the deal. <laughs> and we haven't even talked about this, Toby. <clears throat> we, we've talked about your brother, Ricky, coaching. Trent's brother's a coach as well. And we yeah. ain't even brought him up, talked about them at all. Right, and no, every I time I, I was uh, every time I was going to, you've been out, but yeah. you know, and, and Trent doesn't throw. You know, he don't talk a whole bunch. He just he did tell me though that his brother was up there and uh, they were playing. Lo- yeah, and Heiko, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. playing. Lo- I knew lots at, uh, of people in Heiko. He was at Fize, it was Falls City prior to that, and then at uh, Wellington on their state run a few years back. Uh, 
but now now he's landed in Heiko and uh, they're uh, man they're they're actually on a on a better roll than I thought they were earlier on in the season. I keep track of them too. Uh, but that was one of the that was one of the games that I was thinking about doing if it wasn't at Mary Harden Baylor. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> a little, that's hall, a little hall there. Yeah, that's a hike yeah. over there. So jumping into five A uh, Division two, you had uh, you got what was that PNG and Rouse? What about that PNG game at home last week? Thirty seven nothing. Brenham. They was like, yeah, we'll come down there. I, they, I could think they wanted the experience. <laughs> I guess they did because I thought, man, out of all. All places to lose the flip and go there. I mean, well, the only thing that goes there is flip or is it the higher seed? It may be. I know six A does it that way, but I I didn't know that they did it. But you're right; it may be the way they do it. And I think it is the higher seed because Porter went all the way to Longview and played the Lobos. There you go. Yeah. So I mean, that's a five-hour bus trip, six-hour bus trip. That's a haul. Yeah. So straight up fifty-nine, you know, to get there. So yeah, P and G and Rouse. That's at Legacy Friday night. Uh, going to be a, a good game there. Rouse with the win over. I don't think that's going to be a good game. 55 going to roll McCollum. that. Yeah, PNG's going to roll that game. Yeah. Uh, dropping down, you got Lake Creek and Nederland. Well, that was last that week. Uh, yeah, that was last no, they week. Nederland fought. 53 6. Yeah, 53 6 was the final. Yeah. And, and on the other side, is that Crockett? Lake Creek and Crockett, which is not, not Crockett. Crockett, East Texas, not Crockett. East Texas, yeah. Crockett. Yeah, not not that Crockett. Yeah, Crockett Different beat University fourteen thirteen. I mean, that was yeah. probably a pretty good game to to pay attention to. Right. You right. know, uh, probably the lowest scoring game and the closest scoring game is you go through the by district round out of all of any level. Yeah, at, at any level. So uh, that's most of these are if you. If you noticed, a lot of these are, are blowouts, yeah. big win. I mean, there's there's a few closer ones as you get through here, but you get uh, to the two through, three it, seed teams playing mm-hmm. each other. Those games you normally find a little bit closer, yeah, than yeah. than right, what you right, do right, the right, one right, four, right. right? Yeah. So and then you drop down on the bottom side of that region three bracket. You held uh, Belton uh, just absolutely run through Randall. And no, excuse no, me. Randall and then play no, this. Right. Randall's so up. No, he he clicked on the wrong one. Yeah. He I'm trying to go down that here. side. Come on, Craig. No, here's Trent's the, here's driving. The, here's the by district. Yeah, uh, that, that's where we start. You mean ran through Travis. Yes, yeah. Belton ran through Travis. Six. Yes, sixty-one to six. And then on the bottom side, you had Randall ran through uh, Fort Bend Marshall, thirty-five twenty-four. And I say ran through; it's tight ball game. That was that two-three seed type deal, right? Yeah, and and yeah. obviously Fort Bend Marshall has been to the state game, yeah, and and in that area many a times. But uh, Randall is a new team that is all seniors, so it's one of those. This is their first year to have all seniors, right? And they started as like a sophomore class and then a junior class. So kind of like what Ricky did. Yeah, they played JV. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, that that's a very good football team. And obviously they beat Fort Bend Marshall, which is pretty good. So to watch that group go on, I mean, how many schools have you saw that right. do the new deal and go on to win state championships? Ain't you know been very I mean? many. No, but yeah. they do it. I mean, yeah. it, it, it happens. So uh, Katie Pito did it. Yep. Uh, Shadow Creek did it. Paraland Shadow Creek. George Ranch did it. Yep. So uh, what happens, you get lots and lots of move-ins. Right. And you get a chance to really work with that group for three years in a row. And then they become seniors. So you don't have the, we lose our two horses. Right. We got to fill that gap. No, you just keep 
rolling with them. And so it's kind of a popular deal to do to pull that Pflugerville screen back up, Trent. Yeah. Cause that's now, an interesting. Yes. One. What about this? You, you text me. Yeah. So you got Pflugerville gets Pflugerville, shut out. Yeah. And, and, and so elaborate on what you were talking about. Well, they supposedly at one time they had rumor had it that they had six or seven guys that were illegally not living in the district. Okay. Uh, and, and I did, I'll be honest. I, I, my honey, dude, you've seen what right. the downstairs here at the house. Right. So, and so my wife had me a little busy. Right. And so anyways, uh, you know, to see them not be able to put a point up. That's, that's strange, isn't it? Yeah. That, that really is. LBJ Austin defeated Pflugerfield 20 to nothing. Uh, dropped down on the bottom side of that. And then you had uh, Texas City and Huntsville. Huntsville gets a win 10-7. And, and that Pflugerville, that's the different. We're talking about Pflugerville Weiss. Yeah. That, you see what I'm saying? That's yeah. a different school. We're, we're, you're in 5A right now. We're, right. we're talking 6A. Okay. So you're... Two different... Oh, you're, yeah. you're on the different Pflugerville. Yeah, yeah, you're on okay, the other yeah, Pflugerville. Yeah, yeah. I'm on the 60 to nothing. I'm on the 60 to nothing. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, we're, we're going to get yeah, into that we'll one look, We'll look at yeah. that record and kind of match up. And if you're scoreboard watching, you're thinking, what, what happened? Heck? Yeah. Yeah. So... LBJ Austin and Huntsville is going to play this week. Where's that game at, Trent? It doesn't. It's not showing it on here. Not at all. Interesting. So that pretty Probably cool. Waco ish. Yeah, pretty cool for Austin yeah. for 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 Huntsville. Got their new house mm-hmm. right in the playoffs. So uh, see see how that goes for uh, for them. To yeah, see you know, it. and Huntsville and Brenham were pretty close match. Yeah. Brenham gets beat pretty good in round one. Huntsville moves over. Yeah. So it goes back to what we're talking about. A lot of teams get really good draws. Lots of good draws. Right. And some teams, the way it works is, is their second round, they'll draw somebody down south. Yeah. You know, and anytime you draw a south, and sometimes you'll have a hard first, second, and draw down south for right. your third. And it's like, wow, you get a week of kind of. Now, now you get a break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and not taking anything away from down there, obviously. Right. But typically, they don't make runs to the state championship very often from now south. Right. Uh, look, looking back over this 5A Division Two bracket, is there anything else stands out to y'all? I mean, you got your typical. You your got Argyle, Wally. Yeah. That's going to be a good game, um, in my opinion. Just scroll down, Trent. Middle Oath. Middle Oath's been Marshall. very well. Yeah, South Marshall's Cliff, been good. Lovejoy's a good team. Yeah, that Region 2 is pretty solid. Yeah, usually the Region 2 is the strongest out of that classification. Which is up there more. That's Dallas. Yeah, Dallas up, up the Dallas strong. area. So right. let's jump up 5A Division 1. Trent, Trent's driving. And those of y'all don't know, Trent, Trent's down there in Anahuac, right? And uh, he runs Anahuac Sports Live. And, and uh, so he's got. He's got everything set up there, and then we zoom in and, uh, and and do all of this. So we're sharing his screen. We got two monitors set up here in the hot box at Five Nine In Sports and Texas Podcast Media. Got two two screens set up here. Toby's got his. He's looking at, and I'm looking at the computer as well. So uh, that's what brings all this together, and uh, how we're how we're putting this show together. So Trent's really doing the driving. We're uh, following. So we're, you got we're Angleton following. and Cedar Park. Yeah. So you had who was. There we go. Uh, Angleton and, and Galveston, Galveston Ball. Galveston Ball barely yeah. won that game. 40 to 34 was the final there. Did y'all see that deal that I, I shared it on the 590 Sports page? If if you, <coughs> you don't follow 590 Sports, go follow it. I, a, lady, a photographer caught an awesome picture of a kid from Huntsville, like 
Yeah, holding the guy got, from Texas City. Yeah, from Texas City, and and brought up that Galveston deal made me think yeah. about it. So uh, it's pretty interesting. Pretty, it's a neat picture, and it to me it says a lot more of what these coaches do. Right uh, for these kids, it's, it's taking boys and turning them into men, and uh, being compassionate, and and not only not just a warrior on the field, but yet being a brother to to somebody who's down. So that was pretty interesting, fun to watch. I think the top part of this bracket here, Craig, is. What I like is the the Fulcher. Uh them and A and M consolidated to be a good game, but Fulcher is really strong. Yeah. So I they, they beat Walter fifty nine nineteen. Right. And and not to and A and M consolidated obviously year after year puts together really good teams. Right. Got a new coach over there, first year guy. Uh, I, I look for that to go Fulcher's way, but that's gonna be good. You drop down to the next level there. You got then on the bottom side, you got, you got College Station, College Station and, Magnolia. and Magnolia. That um, game's playing, getting play. That's a home game for College Station. It's yeah, in College Station. That's right. And then you so, drop on down. You got Smithson Valley and Magnolia West. Magnolia West. And I think Magnolia West is the team we're going to talk about for well, another I mean, couple look, of weeks. Well, I mean, look, they won sixty-eight to nothing. But who did they beat? Houston Madison. Yeah. Yeah. So they drew an inner city there. Um, yeah, you can't can't really compare that. Yeah, it's a pretty good draw when you draw. Yeah. Uh, so. So I mean, I, I guess the Fulcher A and M There's three games that really stand out, right? Yeah, I, I really all the games. Yeah, I it, mean that's some good teams right there. I mean, yeah. in all reality, I mean, if you look on the other side of the bracket up more north, I mean, you got Alito obviously stands out big. Right. Uh, yeah. Alito Lubbock was that Lubbock Conley uh, Red Oak Arm, Amarillo. <clears throat> Scroll down, Trent. Yeah, there you go. We there. got Barber's Hill. Oh, BH. I got an interesting story, and in, in, we'll talk about it next week on, on some of the highest paid coaches in the Houston area. And I think y'all be surprised hey, if y'all haven't go. read the story. Here you go on that in that region four at the bottom. You got Corpus Christi and Veterans Memorial and Victoria East. You know, really good baseball teams. Like, yeah. very good baseball teams that way. But we're talking football that, you know. That's the South that I'm talking about. Yeah. Compared to when you go up and you got Mag West, College Station, right. you know, some of those teams that are a little more. Yeah. I mean, look right there. What do you got? Victoria West, Harlington South, Miller, Vela. I mean, that whole that whole bottom region four there. Um, and, I, and I think it goes back to what we're talking about region. So go back up, uh, Trent. Yeah. So region three will meet that region four, like we talked about third yeah. or fourth round, right? Right. So if they can get to that round, you know, it, and it's just a shame because you, you take a Mag West and a college station that are two good football teams and they're playing in the second round. Right. But then you go back and watch your third or fourth round team and, and go to go to that game. Yeah. And, and they're see thinking, you, and see if you get a good game. Yeah. But in, in those guys think about, man, they had a smooth sailing after they beat us. That's right. Right. And and that's why I think a lot of times when you pick that Dave Campbell book up next year yeah, or, or whenever it may be and you're looking at, okay, how many starters they got back, da 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 right. Most of the time, and I know people probably on the outside think, you know, after my picks and some of our picks here, probably like these don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. But most of the time you can kind of tell. And then you ask somebody like a Trent, say, hey, you know, what are they looking at East Chambers? What were they? He may say, man, they were young last year. Right. You know, they had a lot of sophomores. Well, dang, they returned all these. And last year they competed in the first round of the playoffs. Second round. Well, so you it, can kind of get a pretty good idea of, hey. But it goes back to where even where they had Anawak pick. They had at the start of the season 13th, right? right? Right. And they were going off of what they had returning from last That's year. That's right. 
and one of the which key was a completely different scenario, right? Well, right. It, but the key component there was your quarterback, right? That was that a left. it was a big part of it, yes. Right. That left, so that was part of it, and right. then obviously you have the well. Tragic that's what's accident. good about having a Trent or somebody in that area to call and say, "Hey, what's the story on da da da?" da? And yeah. he can give you the lowdown. Like yeah. me and you can give the lowdown about Cold Springs. Like right. anybody that calls and says, "Hey." What do they got? We can give you the lowdown. You know what I mean? I can 100%. tell you what they got. You know right. what I mean? If you want to compare to past teams, we can compare or not. Yeah. To kind of see um, where we're you're gonna at. have to circle. We're we're gonna circle back around to the the two and three A here in a little bit too to yeah. to kind of talk about you know our premonition that we had in the in the preseason and ends of the you know, no coming into I this agree. Play. Let's jump up. But, let's uh, jump up six A. Division two, right? This is division two. This is Toby's getting fun. (laughs) This is Toby's wheelhouse right here. I'm just going to go ahead and mute my mic and I'm going to let Toby run on this deal because those of y'all that listen and and have listened to us, it's it's like, we just, if Toby's out, me and Trent just kind of touch base. So what I follow a lot is a lot of your uh, college athletes that's going on to the next level. Right. So I like to know a lot about those guys and I like to see who's getting recruited and not. And obviously you'll have a Tenson that you can know everything you know about that back. Right. But when that back shows up on campus and he's now playing with the 6A level, it's a different level. It, 100%, it, it's a hundred percent level. And, and I think when they're recruiting them, you will have those specimens that don't get me wrong. I mean, even no matter what school they're at, they're, yeah. you know, and Willis quarterback, for example, yeah. he could, he could be a love lady and still he's going to make a massive impact when he gets up there. Right. Same thing with Quinn. I mean, not uh, Arch Manning. They, yeah. You know, the dad, I, I watched a podcast of the day on that, and he talked about how he, you know, no matter what the rumors talk about how he's going to leave and go to Ohio State because Texas isn't playing him, they actually, that family is requesting that he redshirt. They said that he, you know, it just loses a lot of stuff, just, you know, young, yeah. immature type deal. And they want him to sit and watch like Patrick Mahomes did at Kansas City. So a prime example with yeah. before we get on this, right? We, you and I both watched the Manziel story. That's right. Right. And how much would Johnny Manziel would have benefited, benefited. if he would have redshirted <laughs> his freshman year? Instead, <laughs> he he came out, he showed out, right? And he's never backed off the throttle since then, right. right? What could he have been? That's right. You, you follow what I, where and I'm, that's what I'm just kind of bringing this point up just because I like I like the three A four A don't go run. I really the four A division two is like special to me yes. because it's kind of what we grew up in that type of deal. But the six A the reason I, I like the six A stuff is because it is so right. you have so much depth. Right. Uh, there's just things you can do uh, defensively and dial up things, and it's a lot like the college level. Right. And it it just makes it fun and. That's me. Like, if, if you, you put me on a team and I've got to, like, corral a bunch of kids, it's tough. But if you put me on there with a bunch of athletes, it gets fun. You know? Right. Because that's where you can start dialing up things and different coverages. And, and that's yeah. what I like about football. I love to break down film and look at the different things and overload one side, double up on this guy, send a blitz package on this one. And it just right. – to, to look and say, man, what would I do? You know what I mean? Yes. What would – what would be in talking to other people and getting different angles. And that's what I like. And that goes back to my six, a thing. Right. Let's take a, let's take a quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk six, a, and then we're going to drop down small school. Talk about where we're going to be this week here on the five ninety nine sports show powered by Texas podcast media. We'll be back right after this. 
Bullfrog Environmental has 16 years of erosion control experience. From silt fence to construction entrances, we specialize in it all. Give us a call at 936-672-3744 or leap over and visit us on the web at bullfrogenvironmental.com. Howdy folks, Randy here. At Randy's Rubs, it is our mission to bring you a variety of mouthwatering seasonings that are sure to make the ordinary extraordinary, to make the impossible possible. Creating memories with friends and family is what is most important to us, and we hope to be the cornerstone of your meals, making memories with the ones you love most. As all of you continue on your fall sports journey, Randy's Rubs wishes each of you an incredible season, and may each of you be an All-American. Go check us out on Amazon or at randysrubs.com. It don't suck, y'all. And we're back with the 590 Sports Show powered by Texas Podcast Media and like to thank all our sponsors, Randy's Rubs and uh, Bullfrog Environmental. If it wasn't for those guys, we wouldn't have these cool little mics up in here and, and all this good stuff going on here at Texas Podcast Media. So uh, if if you're interested in maybe coming in, sponsoring, helping out, whatever, Email us at info at texaspodcastmedia.com and uh, we'll be able to hook you up. You can also email Trent over there at anawaxsportslive at gmail.com and uh, we'll get you fixed up on all that good stuff. But, man, we, we've covered a lot of stuff uh, since we got in here back in the hot box and got all three of us. And I knew this show. Toby texted me. He's like, man, we got to – and I'm like, dude, we got a lot of stuff to cover. So, But here we go. We're in 6A now, and uh, we're talking – we're in Toby's wheelhouse uh 6a d2 6a division two is where we're at and then we're going to drop back down to the 3a level right you go 3a down to 2a and uh we'll talk about all that good stuff so uh jumping in that 6a we'll start region three region two both of them really kind of catch our eye because you got the woodlands and willis and over there in region two and then over in region three you have the north shore katie and all that good stuff so uh, it's kind of where that point comes in. So uh, jumping in uh, to Region 3, we'll get started right there. As uh, you had Stratford and Westbury. Uh, Stratford wins that one, 62-22. Man, they got a neat stadium. It's kind of like that old WW Thorn Stadium Yeah, that's not there anymore. Right. And, uh, so, and Stratford's had a very good history of having some good teams. I mean, yeah. in all reality. They, yes, they have. I mean, they rolled through them and – I look for them to beat George Ranch as well. I George, mean, so we'll G- see. George Ranch Stratford matchup this week is mm-hmm. George Ranch beat Katie Taylor twenty one nineteen and and uh, yeah, back to the the mid seed teams right and right. in a good matchup and good score. But dropping out on on the bottom side of that part of the bracket, you had Summer Creek and Pasadena. Was that Doby? No, Pasadena Memorial. 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 Okay. Yeah. Uh, Summer Creek, 48 nothing. a team that we're going to talk about for the next couple of weeks, I feel like. Yeah, Summer Creek did very well in district. Yes, they you know, did. Summer Creek played some, you know, some your bigger, your Tascacitas and all them and, and showed out. So. Yeah, Tascacita, North Shore mm-hmm. was another one that was in that district. And, uh, I mean, that was the three top teams out of that district. And then right. you throw C.E. King in there that's that we'll talk about here. Clear Creek and Dawson. Clear Creek gets to win 27-14 in that game. And they're going to face um, – Summer Creek yeah. this week, and and I think Summer Creek probably be able to roll through that one. Uh, as you drop in on the bottom side of Region Three, you had uh, Heights and Memorial. Heights wins that one, forty two twenty was the final, and then you had Fort Bend High Tire and Jordan, and Fort Bend High Tire wins that one, 
35 to 7. Don't know much about either one of those two teams. Well, you know, Katie Jordan is one of those newer schools. I think last year might have been their first year to have the all seniors. Right. Uh, you know, they, I'm, I'm shocked to see them get beat, but really everybody in this group here, I just don't think is that strong. Right. I mean, just, I just don't. Uh, C. King obviously is the strongest. Yeah. Like 70 up over eight and three overall, and they put 70 on Channel View, yeah. which they were five and six. So, Kind of expected, I guess. 70-21 final there. Yeah. That, that's probably the biggest, highest score that I've yeah, seen. Yeah, that's putting up some points. Absolutely. Yeah. And and so they're going to play Clear Falls this week. 45-10 win over uh, Strake Jesuit yep. uh, in that one. So that game's going to be played at Challenger Stadium down there in Clear Lake. So uh, I put the elevator in that stadium. And this whole group, Region 3, is mileage-wise is not far. No. I mean, you're talking they are bunched. Yeah. That's all your Sugar Land and – and Fort Bend and just everything's right there together. Stratford and just south of Memorial I-10. puts you right there, you know, yeah. at Beltway eight dropping over into region two. Uh, and now where we're there going. She is. Yeah. Here we go. Uh, you had, uh, Wiley and Tyler legacy. Uh, Wiley, Wiley East gets to win there. 23, 14, and uh, then you drop down to the other side. You had DeSoto and Harker Heights, which Harker Heights he was Harker real Heights. high on last year. Yeah, Harker Heights had a good team last year. But once again, that group that they draw in, re- in first round yeah. is tough. You know yeah. what I mean? And DeSoto, yeah, they're, so, we're, we're going to be talking about them yeah. in December, yeah. late December, yeah. mid-December. Oh, yeah, so, no doubt. I mean, right. I anticipate Willis, Willis and DeSoto to match up here come uh, – Thanksgiving. <laughs> no, I agree with you. And, and Willis beat Nimitz last week, 62-34. And then Tomball beat. Let's go back to that Willis. Let's talk about okay. let's talk about Willis's road to get here. Obviously, they did very well in district, right? Right. I mean, they it come down to the Woodlands, them in the Woodlands. Right. That, that was back and forth, and the quarterback goes down from the Woodlands. But at the end of the day, I think Willis with their quarterback was just better. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, not by a lot. Obviously, that was a close And if game. you go back and look at the score. Right. right. Go back and look at the score. But they did, you know, they did well. Uh, then, of course, they make it to the playoffs and they draw Aldine Nimitz. And it goes right. back to the same thing. Who, <laughs> Who really, do you draw? I mean, good, great draw. So, anyways, now they're going to get Tom Bob Memorial, which is going to be a step up a little bit from that. But they barely won. Last week, if you'll go back and look at Tom Bob Memorial, what is that, Cyprus? They won thirty to twenty nine, so very yeah, very close. A one game. point game. Yeah, yeah. So I look for uh, Willis to beat Tom Ball Memorial, but we'll see. Yeah. And then they're going to get Desoto, and that's and, where everybody thinks that the dreams will come to an end. I, you know and, what I mean? And I and I don't disagree right. uh, with that at all. So that that's kind of wh- right. That and so that part and, of the bracket and and it's you, probably a and game I had that we'll probably started, go to. I started watching that a long time ago. Like, okay, well. You know, a big hype. You know, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? You know. Right. And it's you see that on their schedule, and you're like, well, I can tell you what they're going to do. You right. know what I mean? That's kind of where you feel about it. And it's just, you hate that. You know what I mean? Because you have those memorable years. I mean, how long has it been since you've talked about Willis? Yeah. How long has it been, honestly, okay, that you talked about them, but yet then, okay, they made the playoffs – now we're talking they're going to go three rounds deep. Right, exactly. Right. So it's been a long time, and, yeah. and we'd so, have to pull it up and maybe some homework to do. Right, exactly. But it goes back to, you know, it's it's so hard for it's so hard for me to talk about a game and hype a game when I know how it's going to go. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's like when you draw 
Aldine Nimitz and Willis. Yeah. And Willis has the quarterback they got. It's like, I don't even want to go to that game. Like, yeah. There's I don't, nothing I mean, there. I, if, it, if I read the next morning in the paper or the internet, whatever, and I see that, that I will be like, what happened? Right. Yeah. And there's, we, you know, we talked about that, like the Blue River Weiss. I mean, that's right. the way I was. I was like, whoa, not, you know. Right. So dropping down on the <coughs> bottom side of region two, right. You had, excuse me. You had uh, Garland and North Forney, right? North Forney gets the win, 28-21 was the final there. And then on the bottom side of those two, you have Weiss and Cedar Hill. Cedar Hill wins 62-0. Yeah. So you got Weiss, who's 9-2. They go 9-2. Go back and look at a lot of their scores. Big wins by a lot. They're 9-2. They play Cedar Hill, who is the fourth-place team out of that district, who has their overall record of 6-5. They win 62 to nothing. Right. Now, how can you go and not score a single point at Weiss when you've been blasting people? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? No, I agree with you. some say, oh, well, they ran into the wrong one. You know, Cedar Hill, I don't buy it. No. Yeah, something went down there. Because I'm going to tell you, I'm going to go on a limb and say that you're not ta- we're not yeah. talking about Cedar Hill. The same playing, Cedar Hill. Yeah. So, next I, week. Yeah, I just, like I said, it's, it's and podcasts are fun because this is where you get to kind of bring up stuff and talk about stuff. Right, you know? yeah. And for those who don't know or that area, I mean, it's a, that's a very interesting deal there. Yeah. So they'll have North. Uh, so Cedar Hill, North Forney this week, right? Yeah. And then you, you you drop on down. Then you have Oak Ridge and Decaney. Oak right. Ridge, one point win over Decaney, 29-28 was right. the final there. And at the very bottom of that bracket is uh, Cypress Falls and Tomball. Tomball gets to win 32-6. to six. And I think Tomball's probably got well, this the easier road. Co- well, this is what's cool about this. I mean, Oak Ridge is close, right? And right. We, you know, our county judge has a grandson that goes to Oak Ridge. And right. So we're kind of a little bit pulling for them, obviously, in our deal. But with Pflugerville going down and Cedar Hill winning – you know, you just wonder what happened there, right? Right. And so now, all of a sudden, if Oak Ridge can get by Tomball, and I think that's going to be, can they a, get by six and five? When is that game? You see what I'm saying? And now all of a sudden, that puts them way up there in the bracket. That's a Saturday game at 4 p.m. Yeah, that puts them way in the bracket. So yeah. that's what's cool, and it's kind of like the March Madness when you're doing your brackets, you know, and you and you got a number one seed that gets knocked off by some fairy tale team, you know, right, right. And then, then you got a mediocre team that's, you know, level-headed, and you're like, dude, they may actually make a run at it now that so-and-so yeah. lost in the final seconds. And I think down at the bottom of Region 2, that's what you've got here. So it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. No, it is going to be interesting and see what Oak Ridge can do, right, as right. we're going to secretly be wearing our Oak Ridge shirts. Right. Right. Exactly. And uh, see see where they end up, and I think they'll be playing North Forney right. next week. So jumping in 6A Division One, as uh, we'll start over in Region Three, as you had Cyfair, you had Cyfair and Bel Air. Oh yes, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah Cyfair and Bel Air. Cyfair gets that win, fifty-five uh, ten, to move on. They're going to face Katie uh, this week as they won forty-nine to six over Fort Bend Travis. So uh, big game at Cyfair FCU Stadium. Is where that's going to get played Katie Friday win night. That game. Yeah, they should. Then you had North Shore beat Deer Park forty-two uh, fourteen to move on. Expected that hands down. And then you have Clear Springs uh, defeats Shadow Creek thirty-six seven was the final there. And so that, before you move on, let's get on this. Yeah. Okay, Shadow Creek. You know we knew Shadow Creek won the state championship a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. The one thing that you don't want to see when they win the state championship is when those numbers come out and now you're into six A. Yeah. 
So I look for it to be a long time before Shadow Creek makes those long, deep runs to yes. state championships because yes. they're just not built for that. You know no, what I mean? And, and, and you they're... want so bad to stay at the five A level, yeah, because you just it's an easier path. It's to like get they where can't you're build at. they can't build That's schools right. fast enough That's to right. be able to get That's back right. down, right? Right. So it's always a great conversation to see a team right uh, like that and to talk to them. But I, I think the talk of that top region three is going to be North Shore and Katy. Yeah, I think it's going to come down to the same thing you've been seeing up there. Yeah, and that's going to be that's going to be a NRG type game. That's right. You know, uh, is where that game will be at, and they'll, they'll fill up the bottom tier uh, right. of that football stadium. So dro- dropping down to the bottom side of Region Three, Lamar and Jersey Village. Lamar beats them sixty-three <clears throat> to nothing, and then you had Ridge Point and Tompkins. Katie Thompson in Ridge Point. Ridge Point was another one of those teams. They started at the same time that George Ranch did. And George Ranch is still in the 6A D2, so they went little. So Ridge right. Point's obviously got a little more people. But, I mean, Katie Thompson's been a long time since they've really done anything. Yeah. Uh, so I look for Houston Lamar to win that. Houston Lamar and Ridge Point game yep. uh, Friday night at 7 p.m. So dropping down, you have uh, had Dobie fell to Atascacita 65-28. We've talked about Atascacita a pretty good bit. And then Dickinson and Perryland. <clears throat> so let's talk about this one. Perryland yes. and Dickinson. Okay, so if you go back and look at history of this, Perryland's probably for the past, you know, 2010, they won state championship. Yeah. Um, and so since then, they've made the playoffs pretty much every year. They've It's been 23 years, I think, in a row that they've made the playoffs. The problem is, is in round one, they usually get Dickinson. Right. And I think that they allowed Pearland, Dickinson allowed Pearland to come back within like the last 30 seconds to score in that deal. And so it's good to see Pearland get that win, obviously, because Dickinson is just not, they've not been able to get by them. But we knew Dickinson was down a little bit this year. It's not really comparable to some of the Dickinson teams that they've had, but it's pretty cool. Now they get to draw a Tascacita. Which Huge me game, personally was, by the way. Yeah, yeah. So I was obviously a lot bigger on a Tassacita early on, and they've kind of disappointed some of the scores that's come out of them. So I don't know what's going on there, but at the end of the day, I think that they should definitely beat Pearland. Cool thing, you look at their overall records; they're exactly even, right? right? right. Yeah, it, 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 these are two teams that you want to go back and look at right. overall schedules, right? And, and kind of compare and try to pick a winner that way, right? And right. what's interesting about this Pearland team is. Uh, you know, the quarterback that they had there was Pep Hamilton, which was the offensive coordinator at the Texans. Okay. And uh, he come from Michigan. Anyways, he was the offensive coordinator at the Texans. And, of course, when they fired their staff, right. you know, he got let go. But his son is a very, very good quarterback. And when he come to Houston, he picked – he wanted to play at Pearland. Interesting. And so he was at Pearland, and uh, it didn't work out the last couple of years, so he transferred to Manville. And so he's the quarterback over at Manville. But – uh, with that being said, that left Pearland with no quarterback. And so rumor has it they had about four good move-ins, and one of them was a quarterback. So, Imagine that. Yeah, what so are the, it's, it's funny. Go ahead, Trent. What are the chances that we see a Tascacita to North Shore in the in the quarterfinals? I think it's good. I, I think I think it is, too. I, I think, and, and I'm not taking anything away from this. It wouldn't surprise me if Houston Lamar ends up beating a Tascacita. But I, I think you're right. I think it should go that way. But once again, I, I thought Atascacita, this was the year they were going to beat North Shore and they got beat by 20-something. Right. And then I think yeah. C. King, did C. King beat Atascacita too? I think no. maybe. Or Summer Creek handled them. Summer Creek beat Atascacita. So that must have been the two losses they have was that North is. Shore and Summer Creek. Yeah. 
So anyways, it, right. it, it shocked me. But yes, a task seed a year after year puts up good football teams. Dropping over into Region 2, which is the Woodlands, right? There you go. Is you start at the top side so of this bracket. So let's go over last year, kind of the same thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> so you had, what is that, Sashi? Rockwall, Heath, and yeah. Shass. Uh, Rockwall Heath gets a win, fifty six forty two. Right, so they're they're moving on. Then you had Duncanville and Hutto. Duncanville wins that one, thirty five nothing. Okay, but before we go any further, this is what yep. we talked about: how that 63. that district gets yeah, sixty three to seven. They I'm have sorry. the luxury of getting Duncanville, DeSoto, and Waxahachie this year. Those are the three strong ones, and there's fourth one in there. But if you'll go back and look at that, sixty three to seven. But pull that score up there. I want to see the quarters. So they put up 35 points in the first quarter and 21 points in the second. So they've got them down at half. 35 and 51 is uh, 45, 55. That'll be 56. They got them down 56, 56 to nothing. To nothing. Yeah. And it looks like in the third quarter, either Hutto just come up with this miraculous defense to stop them or, or they Duncanville pulled the, pulled the throttle off. Yeah. They pulled the, the dogs off. Yeah, look, second string at that point. Look, yeah. guys, y'all are going to hang out in the locker room right. through the third quarter. You're going to get extended halftime, and you're going to come back out on the fourth and midway through the fourth, and you're going to put seven. And, we, and up. we talked about this a couple podcasts ago. We got to remember Duncanville has 21 D1 scholarship guys. Yeah. And uh, when they matched up against DeSoto, I said that's pretty much going to be as good as any state championship game you can see, and you're going to get to watch it in district, right? Right. And so DeSoto went little, but DeSoto gave Duncanville the loss. Yes. And that's why I say when you take Willis, if they can get to the third round, they got to play that team. Right. It's it's going to be interesting. So Rockwall-Duncanville, that's that's a Friday night game, right? I figured that game would be on a Saturday, honestly. Right. Uh, but well, they want to stay on the same that yeah. they've been. So and they're, they're, playing, on they're playing up in McKinney. Right. That's where that game's going to be. So then you have the Woodlands and Spring, a home game. For both teams, basically. I mean, they're Who you got, seven minutes. I mean, Woodlands win that one, 35 yeah. nothing. So then you go drop down to Klein Collins and uh, Cypress Ranch. Klein Collins gets the win, 55-20 there. So now Who you, you got, got Klein Collins in the Woodlands in got? this deal. You know, I, I'm going to have to stay local and go with, with the Woodlands in this one. So you were impressed with what they did with Willis? Uh, it wasn't that I was impressed with what they did with Willis. I'm just going with the size of the school, the depth, the number of students okay. that they have, right? And, so let me ask you this, and, Craig. And I think we're going to be talking about making a trip to watch Duncanville in the Woodlands. Well, that's why I was. that was what my next question was. I mean, we watched that game last year, right? Yeah. yeah. So do you think this year is going to be the redemption that the Woodlands no. gets them? No, you're not falling for it. No, I I can't. I mean, over here I can't shaking fall, my head. I can't fall. I can't <laughs> fall in that trap, Toby. Uh, I but it, it's definitely but a game. Anything can happen, right? It's in the playoff football. Anything can happen. It's definitely a game that we take case to. Oh, absolutely. That way we can do comparison photos, right? You know, for how much has it grown over the over the last year? So of we feel Texas like we, high school so football. we feel like that we're filling that bracket out all the way to pretty much close to the state games. Which yeah, saying. you're going to have Duncanville. So let's drop down to the region two of the bottom side. Let's talk okay. about this. You had Rockwall and Wiley, right? Uh, Rockwall gets a win, 55-10 was the final there. And then, so you drop down to the bottom side of that. You have Midway and Waxahachie. Waxahachie gets that win 20 to 19. So this is where it gets this. interesting, Hang right? On, but let's talk about this. So Waco Midway, they're out of that Bryan district, so I'm right. pretty familiar with them. So Waco Midway's coach resigned okay, right, uh, for personal reasons. And the coach that took over has not lost a game. Since. 
since until that walks at you. And look what that score was, 19 yeah. to 20. And if you go back and look at Waxahachie's scores that they played, they were a very good football team. Yeah. So it's kind of impressive. It's kind of like the Shepherd Run. Right. That's the Waco Midway. It's kind of got that story behind it. Right. Where, you know, the guy steps up, he steps in, and hasn't lost a game. So if Waco Midway don't give that guy the job, I'll be shocked. Right. Because obviously he put some things in the direction because he won more games than the regular guy did. Exactly. And uh, so they've done some really – it's a very interesting story if you get a chance kind of look that up. So Westfield, my wife's half alma mater. Spring Westfield. Yep. They defeated Conroe 58-20. to 20. As uh, Rachel went her freshman sophomore year to Westfield, and then she wanted to get bougie and go over to Spring, and uh, she should. Well, Spring stayed. Westfield is a very good football team. Like, yes, they have had many, many good football teams. As a matter of fact, the what's the guy that went to uh, U of H? Well, first and foremost, their coach ended up going to coach for the University of Texas. Yeah, and uh, or he went to U of H, and then he went to University of Texas with the last guy that they had, uh, but. What's the guy, uh, Oliver, Ed Oliver? Mm-hmm. I think he's a Spring Westfield guy that followed the coach over to U of H, and then, then he, of course, the coach ended up getting the job at Texas as, right. a, as a coordinator. Right. So he stayed. But Spring Westfield's got a very rich history in having some really good football athletes. So Bridgeland falls to Klein Kane, 50-49, final over there. So you got a uh, Westfield <coughs> – in a Klein Kane game, home game for really both. Where, where's at Tomball ISD Stadium? They're going to make man. Why ain't they playing that game at Wood Forest or or you know why are they making why are they making Westfield drive all the way through Klein ISD? To well, get they to want Tom them Ball. to get on ninety nine. They want to just get on ninety nine. Pay them high dollar. Yeah. Oh, so you're yeah. saying Harris County's involved I in that? I think it was. I think it had a lot to do with it. So that. they can play. They can pay some tolls. <laughs> Let's go to 2A Division Two, and work our way up and uh, rep, get this thing lined out. So 2A Division Two, right? The Really the big thing, I mean, there's some really good football teams in this deal. We'll start over in Region 3. Why don't we just bring Bo- up Mart? I mean, don't we're gonna they win get the there. state championship every year? We're going to get okay. there. We're going to get there. So you got Bowie and Wortham. Bowie gets that win, 30-16, was the final there. Right, and then you had Deweyville and Mount Enterprise. Deweyville was two seed out of their district, right behind Love Lady. They they get that win twenty eight twenty six. So you had two three seed playing each other. So you got Bowie and Deweyville. I think Deweyville is probably going to try to pull that one out. They I mean, might. I, I really I mean, I, do. I was I was high on Deweyville last year, uh, following them pretty close along with Love Lady, and I I mean I wouldn't be surprised if Deweyville couldn't pull that one off. No, I wouldn't either. I, I really wouldn't, and, and they played Love Lady pretty tight, mm-hmm. you know. And Deweyville's been—I mean, that's been a good football program yeah. for a long time. So here's your mark: fifty-eight to Perfect. zero. What's their record over Cumbie? I mean, they're perfect. Eleven and zero. They're 11 perfect. And 0. Yeah, I mean, they—they they just pick up where they leave off, you know, from the year prior. So big win there. Then you got had Overton and Evadale, right? Overton forty to nine win over Evadale last week. So we don't even need to talk about who's going to win that football game. I think we already know. Right. Right. So dropping down to the bottom side of that bracket, you had Tennehall and Holday Zeta. Tennehall wins that one 52-12. Right. Right. And then you had uh, Dawson and Linden. A team that was two and nine. Kildare. Yeah. Kildare. I, I had to get – I'm, I'm – 
with this new mic, I can just kind of lay back, right? right? With with yeah, well, two two and nine, like like uh, like you just said. I mean, that's that was a given. Yeah, for Dawson, <laughs> and I don't know anything about that team. Yeah, yeah. Uh, either one of them. Well, right. that's one of those yeah. where you're back. Uh, he's acting, you know, pretty bad in class. That's the that's the time you suspend him. Yeah, and you say, "Look, son, you're not getting to play in the first round of playoffs." Then you go back to your team and you tell them. Yeah. See, guys, I'm not playing. I yeah. mean, this is I, one of those. I told y'all. This yeah, is I told you this is the way it's going to be. Right. So, you know, come round two or three, if you do that, I will sit you. Yeah. There's That's one of those games. Yeah, we're going to go ahead and we're going to sit you on the bench, and, and we're going to make an example out of Toby today. <laughs> TT. <laughs> so, rolling over, let's get to it. Love Lady. Uh, What's their record, Carl? They're They're perfect. 11 and 0. perfect. 11 and 0. That's a cool story. Thirty to fourteen, it yeah, is. That's a cool story. And, and what's crazy is these small two A schools we've seen. We got a lot of friends that live in Normandy, and probably the last four years, I mean, Normandy has been really stout. Yeah. And and the reason they were stout is they have a running back that's at Lamar right now. And uh, but of course, when he left that there one more go. show, you know, yeah. they seem to can't score any points. But Love Lady here is kind of one of those deals, you know. They're probably senior heavy and yep. got. I don't but know. But they I don't know good if, the I, last. But, yeah, and I don't know if they have years. that superstar. I don't know if they have that superstar. Right. Uh, the problem with with Love Lady is they've got to run through Mart to ever get. Yes, in, and that's kind of been their nemesis. So right, it, when that game comes to play, which they got Heiko, everybody's so, nemesis. Yeah, right. so Heiko's Trent. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean. So Heiko Heiko is in that same district as Mark, right? Right. right. And they they obviously played each other early on in the year, and and, and Mark took care of them pretty handedly. But uh, uh, Heiko taking care of Mod forty seven fourteen. So it'd be Love Lady and Heiko. Uh, like I said, I was trying to hopefully get that game if it had been a little bit closer. Yeah, I would have liked uh, that. Just, went to that one. That'd have been good. Heiko, is, because, if you ever but, been through uh, Heiko, it's a cool town. I love it. It is a cool town, man. We uh, we rodeo with a lot of guys up that way, and I've stayed out there uh, at some of the guys' places that's had some horse, you know, some horse trainers that we right. know. And man, it's so cool. We'll go into town and eat at the little bakery, and you know, so, it's still that town where everybody's like, "Hey," and honks, and right. It's, it's just and neat. I've I've told Rachel about it. Yeah, and, and it's the outskirts of Stephenville, and yes. it's just right there. It's twenty minutes down the road. So I what I got to do? So here's the deal. Is we got to catch a playoff game up that way? Yes, I agree. And, and take, we'll go to the Hard Eight Barbecue at Stephenville. Yeah, take our wives. Oh, yes, exactly. don't even get me started on the Hard Eight, yeah. man. I've been there in a couple of decades. So, but really, we we yeah. take the wives up there with the kids. Yeah. We we can go. They can go shop right and That's do their right. little deal. We'll let them have the American Express for the day. Oh yeah, right. We'll go watch some football and then meet back up. You know, meet back up with the ladies. Right. And sounds like a perfect little trip. Yeah, they got a little place right there in downtown Heiko. It's called the yep. Lace Cactus, and I pretty much financed that place. Hey, remind me, Toby, I got a shirt for you downstairs. That's right. We got some swag in. That was the reason I came. Sports. I came for the shirt. <laughs> he came for the shirt. these nice new mics. He came for the shirt. Well, don't forget mine Friday night. I will have okay. yours in the truck. I got a 3X for you, Trent. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> But but I we had some swag made some five nine in sports. Well, it it so it says in their own Facebook. We'll see you at the game right in the five nine in sports show Texas podcast media. They're really cool. They they really they really are. So Case got him one. He 
he uh i asked him i said you want to go ride some sheep and he says i can't wear my podcast shirt <laughs> he don't want to get it dirty so uh but anyway we have our 590 sports uh we'll see you at the game podcast shirts and uh i already come up with a, a slogan for the, for the next ones that we do but they're 20 dollars a piece right if i need to ship them to you i'm gonna charge 25 that just to buy the packaging and everything get it Thanks, shipped over right? there to you but uh but yeah anything that we do there uh, we greatly appreciate. I want to get some hats, and that's going to be kind of the next thing that we do is some, is some hats before I do another round of shirts. So, jumping up into three A division. Hang on, we're still on the two A. We didn't go down two A division that. two. I want to know what we're looking at on region one and two. Is there anybody out there like where is Canadian and all them? Alb- they- Albany is the is the team to beat in region two. Okay. There's, I think, more than I think that's going to be the the one coming out of that region. And who do they region have this four? week? They have Albany. Maybe- Eldorado. Albany has. No, Albany. Eldorado. Yeah, they beat Eldorado. They beat Eldorado what about Munster? Munster seems like I've heard a lot about them. Munster's one of those teams that have been in it, you know, in and out for the last few years too. I mean, they're they're taking on Wink this uh, this week at uh, Jim Ned. Right. Let's see. See this this small school two A Division two. That's Trent's wheelhouse. It's, oh, absolutely. I mean, Trent Trent was the backup punter on the six man team. <laughs> right, and and then the Not next quite. the next realignment they 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 moved up to eleven man. Yeah, no, it's cool. I, I'm I'm with him on that. I lo- I love it. It's just I love the I love small all school the classifications, stuff. but yeah, it, it's it's always fun come state championship time to watch this group. Yeah, it's always a what Thursday night type deal. Thir- Thursday night, yeah. yeah. Maybe we'll have a watch cool. party. We'll put a couple big. They TVs set the up. tone for the state championship. They do. You they build mean? up. So we'll do we'll do a watch party for the small school stuff here at the house. Yep. And then we'll build up and then make yeah, the trip. I'm not making the trip. Told You're not going to make the trip? I, I told you my thoughts on it. Let's go watch the Let's go watch the Friday 3A, 4 I want Anahuac Live to get up there and broadcast it, and I can sit back and listen. The, he, well, the, the week of Thanksgiving, I'm going to be up in Central Texas, so I might be looking for a game to carry somewhere around there. I'm hoping for a Brownwood game, but uh, I might have to catch maybe uh, an Albany game or something like that. Yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, that that'd, week. That'd be a lot of fun. A lot of fun. We want to go 2A Division One. Let's do it. Say 2A Division One. Yeah. Region 3. Not a whole not a whole yeah, region three there's not a whole lot left out of our particular region of course there's not a whole lot to begin with except for so uh, you know East Texas that stuff. district 12 Timpson and district yeah so Beckville, Beckville I've got a uh my mom's got a cousin which would be my second cousin has a son that's a senior at Beckville and they're doing very well so you have they're Cooper and Shelbyville well. this mm-hmm. week you got Beckville and Garrison, Garrison. Which mm-hmm. ought to be a de- pretty decent game. Look, Timpson Garrison won fifty-eight nothing, and Beckville won forty-eight. Look, here's the question: Who's going to knock Timpson off? Out, gonna, of, out of the it's region, it's going to have to be Beckville or Garrison. That's what it's looking like. And I don't think either one of them can do it. I don't know anything about West Cooper, or I don't yeah. know anything about Cooper. They went yeah. big, but I don't know. Who they and Centerville's Centerville's still in and out of that District Twelve. I mean, they think that's the got, only District Twelve team left. They got Honey Grove this week. No. Right, and uh, I think Beckville or Garrison is going to be one of them to knock them off if they're going to. But yeah. I think what you get with a Beckville is you're just going to get a solid team like Shepherd. Yeah. Okay, you're not going to have that guy. Yeah. Timpson, you're going to have you know that you guy. Got, you have that guy. Yeah. So right. it's kind of which one can step up and do it. Yeah. There's drop down yeah. to the south down there, Refurio, Weimer, Johnson yeah. City. Well, didn't Refurio win it last year? Yeah. Yeah. 
uh, Mason. You jump over. I look at some of these other ones that might jump off the the screen at me because what is it? Holly back in the region one. Holly might uh, get in there. Cisco's had a good team over the last few years. Um, I think that your winner is going to come from region three. I think you're right. It, Toby, it probably you smell that? will. Yeah. Can you smell Toby, or or is your smell go? You smell I can that? Smell a little bit. Yeah. Look, this is a deal about coming to the hot box, Texas yeah. Podcast Media. The wife is downstairs cooking dinner. Oh, okay. And, you, and, and everything and rises. Perfect. That that yeah. smells coming upstairs to the hot box and uh, just. Lightening up that we don't need a Cincy, Rachel. Not we don't need a Cincy in here. We got you cooking down there. You just keep that keep that stove hot. That's right. So, Trent, you, I'm sorry you can't smell it over there in Anahuac, but I'm sure Kristen's cooking dinner tonight. There's something in there. There's something in there. You're probably gonna eat a peanut There's butter something. and jelly, ain't you? Let's go three division two. Maybe. You want to go oh, three three division two? Yeah, so here's here's and this this is three. Yep, this is three A division two. Okay. Region three again is what we're we're focused on, right? So obviously the big team out of this district, out of out of this region is who's gonna beat Newton, right? And whenever I look down through there myself, uh, I, there's nobody that just stands out. ARP, maybe. Uh whenever um, you get to there. Well, I mean you got the you got the harmony team, I mean, back in it, right? Yeah. They were they were they were ranked in the top 10 to start off the year, lost a game and then and dropped out. And then right there at the last week, creeped back in. Um, and you we know, did Harmony that game last Newton. year. Yeah. Yeah. Harmony beat Newton uh, during, I don't know if it was Thanksgiving or the week after that, Craig. It was uh, the week after. It was the week after. So it was in the quarterfinals. But it looks like Harmony and Newton are probably going to meet back up uh, Thanksgiving week. So I've got some, de- we got some decisions to make. Whenever when it comes to that, I'd like to do that game and uh, again because uh, you know Newton's going to be looking for some revenge there. But Newton's got new Boston this week. Harmony has got Arp, um, Hooks, and Dangerfield, and then we got Rest Rusk and New Diana. What was wh- how many points did Hooks put up offensively in that round one? Ninety-two points. <laughs> did they already go to basketball? Maybe they maybe they got the score six, mixed up something, on the app. Yeah, something can't be right. But yeah. ninety two ninety two points. Wow. Let me look. I'm bring that one up real quick. And yeah, no let's quarter. look at. The, nah, they info. didn't put the box scores up there. Is Julie blowing you up over there? Toby's in trouble. In trouble. Yeah. Toby's in trouble over there. Well, we've gone overtime. Yeah, oh, no, but we tonight, knew this was so. we knew this was going to happen. We knew this was going to happen. Jump three A division to division one. Let's let's get in there right. and and. Uh, get this thing uh wrapped up is is it's been well, a, it's been a good it's been a good show this week so what i brought up earlier was that you know early on in the year we were talking about district nine and district 10 yep. and the fundamental shift that we kind of saw early on in the year before things even got going that you know district nine was going to be the more dominant district yep as we got more into the middle of the season we were like, well, we don't even know what's going on now. And then we get into the playoffs, and all of a sudden, District 10 are. is completely wiped out. So this so we is, were, we were so, right. So here was the deal. Well, District we talked nine, about it swapping from the last couple of years. Yeah, you know, District 10 was strong. Right. And, uh, and the it, last right. couple of years. But, and, and 
other than Dowball. Dowball right. always seems to represent our district well, but, I guess. And, and Woodville just kind of jumps back and forth wherever the yeah, UIL they, Yeah, on. they sometimes go over there and hang out and sometimes right. hang about you, right? But this is better than a soap opera on daytime TV. I mean, really, whenever you think about this District 9, District but 10. But it goes back. That's what we're talking about. There's so many people that go to a football game and they just go to the game. Yeah. And there's so much to read between the lines. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's And it's just like Cold Springs. You know, we got fifth in our district pretty much right yeah there wasn't you're, no you're pretty much. we how, got fifth yeah we got fifth <laughs> so it's just like you know how would we have done against right before you know what i mean would, well would, would and, got, and i told you what what did i tell you friday when i talked to you yeah i told you that cold spring plays kirbyville cold yep. spring loses that's what you told that me football yeah. game and now, I'm just, not going along with Craig. That's just his opinion. That that I is my opinion. I, I watched but a little bit on Facebook Live, but Tiger Parker's out, mm-hmm. right? Broke oh, foot. Well, well, yeah. And and you're taking it for what okay, you have, you're taking right? It for yeah, I got for you. what we have. And and if Cold Spring puts their product that they finish the season out on the field against Kirbyville, I feel like Kirbyville beats us. I feel like with the rain that night, it would have helped us. I, I don't disagree, but. I'm just telling you, I seen what Kirbyville had up front. Yeah, and you that know? concerned you, right? I got you. It really did. It concerned me. So, um, <clears throat> you know, that's where I'm at. And, and we we totally. So, cut. who out of this three A Division one is the Hoss team across the state? Who is that one team that you're like? Oh, right now. Yeah, right now. Where do, where are y'all feeling? Columbus. I agree. Yeah, I agree. It has to be. And right? I've been I mean, say- because how long have I been saying that? Well, I watched if them Franklin, do the, them in Hitchcock, and by the way, Hitchcock got beaten round one. Yes, which yeah, they me. did. That was that huge. Shot me, yeah, uh, but yes, Columbus. I would say, I would probably venture to say that. Do you put well, Lorena in there would, with if, them? If Franklin was still undefeated, we'd, it'd be a different conversation, right? Well, Franklin, but we knew early not. on when they played Woodville. our region, Woodville. yeah, close, and they played too many close games. That yeah, yeah, the, the, kind of a red flag went up, like. Same yeah. thing with Carthage. Like, I don't think Carthage is as strong as what they've been. No. Uh, and we didn't and, even talk about just, them today. Yeah, it, it just is what it is. Sometimes that happens, even though, you know, everybody, you know, and it was like that with Katie for a long time. You yeah. Know, Katie's finally getting kind of back in the groove of things, but they've kind of been down. North yep. Shore took their thunder from them. Yes. Uh, Franklin is one of those that, you know, just year after year they've reloaded, but it just red flags went up when they played Westwood, I mean, Woodville and Dybal and them, a little right. too close. A little you know? too close, especially the Woodville yeah. game. Whereas right. Columbus has pretty much rolled. So that makes you think, right, is really we've seen all three of us have seen Woodville, right? And, and Trent brought it up earlier. Really, how good is Woodville? Well, I knew Woodville was very athletic. And they think, played us. Right. We talked about it on the ride home afterwards. Uh, they were fast on the edge. And we and don't get me wrong, go back and look at our score with them. We played them very, very good. Right. Uh, but I think at the end of the day, they just had a little bit more athletes than what yep. we did, and they were fast. You want me to tell you what, I, what, what my honest opinion with Woodville is, where I think that they're going to fall short? What's that? The discipline, the disciplinary aspect on the field. Yeah, they had a Attitude, lot of ejections. Discipline, yeah. yeah. They had a lot of ejections, especially in the good games. Yeah. But it's experience. Yeah, I, I agree with well, that. Even – even in the Orangefield game, I was telling Craig that, you know, I saw that kind of that, that attitude, that little chip on the you know, shoulder, things go, the chip on the playing with a chip on their shoulder, kind of their, you know, things that are dragging out after the play, they can clean that up and not have those kind of mistakes. 
and those extra personal fouls and ejections or whatever, if they can keep it a clean football game, they have a chance against Columbus. Not to say that they're going to beat them, but they have a chance. Um, but, I mean, I think we're going to see Lorena Columbus uh, Thanksgiving week. Very well could. Are they going to run into a Brock or one of them on that side? Uh, no, no, Brock will be coming out of Region 1. No, yeah. I uh, it like state championship like was. State. Yeah, they wouldn't They wouldn't see Brock until the until the state championship round. Right, but I'm um, saying, though, that you got to be looking forward to who's it probably going to be. Yeah, who's going to be coming out of that yeah. Region 1, Region 2. So we're pretty much – what the way talk is going is we're big on Lorena and Columbus, right? Not putting anything. You know. So so let's back up before yes. we before we go that far. Let let let's talk about these games, right? So you have Dieball and Little River, Little River, right? You got Shepherd Franklin, okay, but Lorena Westwood. Hang on, hang, let me finish, and then Columbus and Woodville. So we got all four of District Nine teams in there, right? right? Yeah. I I don't see Shepherd beating. Franklin, I think they can make it a ball game if they're healthy. If they're healthy, I don't think they're going to beat Franklin. I'm a hundred percent they're not going to beat Franklin. And and I'm going to be at that game, calling that yeah. game on 102.3 The Eagle. Trent's going to be at that game, calling that game on the NFHS network. Right, right. So oh. we're going to be side by side or across or something uh, from each other. But we're going to we're going to be at the same game, doing the same broadcast. So we need you to listen to on TuneIn Radio on 102.3. Listen to my broadcast. For the first quarter, listen to Trent's at the second, and then mine on the third, and Trent's in the fourth, and then come back and grade and tell us who had the better broadcast. He's going to have the best production, I can tell you that, because you're going to be content, able to see. But content, content-wise, yes, what we're putting out, what we're putting on the air with our voice. That's right. That, that's what we need to do. I mean, what it wouldn't be us if we didn't make it a competition, right, Trent? Well, if I get my stats, then it won't be a contest. Oh. Well, I've already called Miles and told him <laughs> oh. that if Anawak Sports Live emails him anything, just, wanting stats, don't respond. Yeah, just put return to sender on it. Right? That's what well, I, I got ghosted. Him. I got ghosted today after the two emails that I sent both coaches. So hopefully, I see something tomorrow. I, uh, I, well, then Miles is doing exactly what I told him he needed to do. So, uh, so you think Die Ball is going to beat Little River? I think it's going to be a ball game, and I think it's a game Die Ball can win. So they're making it it's kind a, of a norm just to go three rounds deep each year. Yeah. They set themselves up good in district, right? I mean, yeah. they drew Buner. Yeah. They they did what they had to do. They, they won they district, yep. right? And, I mean. And then they draw Little River. Right. Which that was supposed to happen, right? I mean, yeah. Hitchcock was supposed to win that game, correct? Yeah. And then it would have been a little yeah. more difficult. But they just, to me, and, they and, paid and their that, way to the third that round. That Hitchcock-Little River game, 34, right. uh, 42-36 game. Right. Right. So right. And then they get a chance, if Franklin takes care of business Shepherd, they get a rematch. Yeah. Then they can go back to what we did early on in the season. In a neutral location. We, yeah, what do we got to do? Probably to, over at Sam. Right. Same thing with Franklin. They're looking yeah. at it like, okay, yeah, this is, what, this is their weak spots. This is what we got to go after, that kind of thing. Yeah. So, so that'd be interested, and then you drop down to the drop bottom. Drop down, man. you got Lorena and Westwood. Mm-hmm. I think Westwood's going to – I think this going to be the end of the road for Westwood. I think they'll make it a game. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm still big on – I'm a big Panther fan. But I agree with you. Uh, but I think this going to be the end of the road. Lorena's going to get that win there. Or, or we may find out that that was a fluke deal, mm-hmm. Lorena beating Franklin. You know, it was one of them deals where, like you were talking about, Franklin's just – 
got by by the skin of their teeth and it is frankly not as good as what they have been right yeah, we have one of those them. one of those programs that we've talked about over the last few years too they've kind of reloaded make making pretty deep playoff run they run yeah. into franklin like most people have in the last few years and just you know haven't been able to get past them but i, I feel like lorena's got that one honestly so columbus and woodville we we both think that we're nobody's going to beat columbus do y'all, y'all think that's going to be a tight game I it's, think Columbus is at Madisonville. I think we played Woodville decent. I don't think we could play on the same field as Columbus. That's fair. Fair way of saying it, right? No, that I mean, is. That is. I look at it. So we're saying Die Ball is going to possibly be the only team out of I do. District 9. And I think they need to thank Hitchcock for yeah. that. Do you think maybe they, yeah, they do. mailed them a care package? <laughs> <laughs> You think Coach Morrison called the florist and says, "Hey, I need to send that." I think they probably had to reshift gears because if they were looking ahead, which you know, coaches are only supposed to play one game at a time, right? But you know, like anybody else, you look, you kind of look ahead. Oh, you do. And they were thinking, "What do we got to do to beat Hitchcock?" Yeah. And the next thing you know, hey, guess what, Coach? Did you hear what happened while I go? What Little River just beat Hitchcock? Yeah. Can you imagine them burning that app up? What? (laughs) Yeah. They were burning that app up. So, so. Who does Winsboro have this week? We got to throw a little Winsboro talk in there for for Joe Grimes. They've they've got Bushland. Um, that's going to be a good so, game. Or no, that's Whitesboro. I was looking at the wrong. Yeah, you are one. There's Pottsboro right there. So look up Where, Winsboro and Teague. Now Winsboro's got Teague. Yep. That's that should be a pretty good game. Uh, I don't. I mean, I don't know a whole lot about Teague. There's Teague. I've heard that name many times yeah, over Teague, the last couple of years. Teague's good. Toby's stepping out on us. So uh, he's got – he done told me he's got to be somewhere. So he's he's stepping out. I done muted his mic. He's he's going to – he thinks he's going to get out real quick. Case is going to trap him downstairs. I already know what's going to happen. So well, – I mean, we – like you said, we've gone way over time. Yeah, uh, we're like an hour and a half, almost two hours into this deal. But there's just so much to talk about. So that brings up the next thing. Do we break this thing up to big school, small school? I mean, it's going to get shorter as less games. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I mean, at, at this point in the playoffs, I, I think we're we're probably gonna we're gonna narrow it down more and more, and we're gonna be able to, uh, you know, cover it a little bit more in depth, especially once we get to those uh, after Thanksgiving. I mean, it's really yeah. gonna narrow itself down. But uh, we'll play it by ear. It's, it's 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 so much fun though, going over all these scenarios and and seeing uh, some of these teams that we've kind of kept an eye on all year. Uh, doing what they do and, uh, you know, kind of seeing what our uh, premonition coming to fruition here with District 9 and 10 and 3A. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's, uh, it's disappointing, obviously, because, I mean, y'all were calling – y'all were Cold Spring. I was calling for Anahuac. We were – we had high hopes going into this season, and it just fell short, you know, and that happens. You're going to go through those – you know, up those hills and, and down through the valleys, and it's just – part of Texas high school football. It is. And that's what makes it so fun and why we love doing what we do, you know, so much and being able to, to put it onto, into a podcast and, and and get it out there for, for all the viewers to listen to and, and stuff that makes it even better. Right. And we can take our phone conversations that we have after a game and before a game and throughout the week. and, And we put it in on, you know, on record 
to to send out to let everybody else know kind of what we think and where we're at and, and stuff. So uh, it's going to gain traction. And, and I'll talk to you tomorrow on some uh, thoughts that I've had as far as uh, with this podcast, possibly doing maybe a TikTok live and being able to join up together on the TikTok live, you know, with okay. the iPads and stuff. So uh, possibly being able to do that and or linking up and doing a YouTube live and then sharing it over on our social media so people can watch the show live. Yeah. So a uh, couple, couple of thoughts to uh, kind of ponder around and, and, and do and stuff. I mean, obviously, I'd love to have all three of us in, a, in the hot box at one time. That would be a lot of fun. But with that not going to that can't happen, you know, with you living down there in Anahuac, your wife would throw a freaking fit. If you said, oh, no, I'm going to Craig's and then I'll be home at like midnight. So that would be cool. No, that, yeah, well, I'd be like Toby skipping out of there real quick. Yeah. Silent. Most definitely. But, uh, man, a lot of fun this week. I appreciate you uh, taking the time to sit in with us and uh, put help us put this thing together. Uh, Toby as well. And uh, I'm going to get down there and, and uh, get my belly full because I can smell what Rachel's cooking. And, uh so we get every, all that good stuff put together. So it's been a lot of fun. It's going to be a wrap for us this week on the 590 Sports Show. We appreciate each and one, each and every one of y'all tuning in. Uh, y'all give us a like, give us a share, give us a follow. Tell your friends, tell a neighbor. And uh, even if you don't like them, tell them about us. Uh, even if you don't like us, like us. So uh, that's about it. That's all we got for the 590 Sports Show this week. Powered by Texas Podcast yeah. Media. We appreciate y'all. And uh, we will see you at the game. Howdy folks, Randy here. At Randy's Rubs, it is our mission to bring you a variety of mouthwatering seasonings that are sure to make the ordinary extraordinary, to make the impossible possible. Creating memories with friends and family is what is most important to us, and we hope to be the cornerstone of your meals, making memories with the ones you love most. As all of you continue on your fall sports journey, Randy's Rubs wishes each of you an incredible season, and may each of you be an All-American. Go check us out on Amazon or at randysrubs.com. It don't suck, y'all.